Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Welcome to the podcast. Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. With unlimited free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at walmartplus.com. $35 order minimum. Restrictions apply. See membership details. Welcome to 91 Donkey Lane, an inauspicious apartment complex that holds many magical secrets. Currently, it's inhabited by two idiots, Nate Lopez and Robert Bacon who have no idea of its true power and refuse to get along. These are their adventures. What is up, ya donkeys? I'm Robert Bacon. And I'm Nate Lopez. And this is 91 Donkey Lane. 91 Donkey Lane. That is correct. And we are located somewhere uh-huh. between a peanut butter and jelly sandwich Ooh. and a peanut butter and banana uh-huh. sandwich. I think that's peanut butter and honey. Oh yeah, we're like peanut. We're we're located at peanut butter and honey sandwich. Uh-huh. So if that right narrows us down, that should. I mean, that's basically. I just, don't know how else to explain this to people. People are like, I don't understand the beginning. Yeah, take all the clues that we're giving you. Uh huh. Put that through time and space, uh-huh. and this is where we are located. Yeah, at. just Da Vinci Code it, you guys. Yeah, ah, uh, if you were Da Vin- if you were half of Tom Hanks right now, uh-huh. you would have found us. I wish I was half. You know what? You know what we are. We're thanks. We don't have the arm yet. We're thanks. I'm glad that we haven't been spending as much time together, because uh, I haven't heard things like that. And it's been I, really uh, you liked it. You're gonna you're gonna think back on that tonight. You're gonna go, that was pretty funny. Well, we got out of the house. We did, uh, as you could tell yep. from the sounds around uh, us. Opal and Cheese are uh, they're still fighting, oh but they you are. know that's okay. It is like first of all, I introduced the game of Risk to them. Yeah. And I thought that would be a way for them to channel their hatred. Uh-huh. Anyway, I thought I could channel that through Risk. Uh-huh. And I forgot how long that game takes. It's so and long. when you don't have hands or fingers, yeah. Mayor McCheese mostly baps off the things. It's yeah, Opal just eats the eats the has, uh, pieces. They're all chewed up. Uh-huh. They're all the pieces look the same on Opal's side. Uh-huh. I and Mayor McCheese's are slid everywhere, yeah. and it's mostly yelling yeah. and cards going everywhere. It's like that, you know, in like uh, Charlie Brown when you get like the the dust ball and people fight or maybe that's Snoopy. I don't know, but it's like that. It's, it's cartoons. Just, yeah, it's just cartoon dust ball fights all the time right now. It's like a cartoon fight. It really is. They just sort of roll around and you're and then you see like paws sticking out of the dust cloud. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. They're alone right now. Hopefully everything's great. I got a camera on them. 
Uh, let me check it now, actually. All right. And Dust Ball. All right. They are just Dust Balling. Okay. They're still fighting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and they stop. Opal's eating throw up. And as she's eating the throw up, she is pooping out a red piece. Okay. okay. All right. So status quo. I don't quo. need to watch that. Really status great. Quo. Really great use of my money buying that camera. <laughs> But the whole house is outfitted with them now. The whole house? Yes, Nate. The whole house. The whole house? Did you not read the email I sent out? No, I never read your emails. I didn't even write it. I had it dictated by my assistant. Right to spam. Every time. Well, that's stupid. Well, you would know that if you got my emails, uh-huh. that the whole house is outfitted with cameras now. Ha- I'm having a couple of clones over in a few, for the next week oh, in, in case... Uh, if you want to watch that, be my guest. Yeah, no. I'm going to hang out in my really cool evil lair. Really cool. He has Scarface posters up, you guys. Uh, the, I posters. don't have Those aren't mine. Those are, I allow people who work for me to put up whatever kind of posters that they want. Everyone who works for them, Scarface posters. That's all it is, just Scarface posters. I'll tell you, the people you hang out with aren't really the coolest most of the people that I have to hire are, like, really big in Scarface, and I have mm-hmm. to, like, also pretend mm-hmm. like it's this masterpiece. He did Undercover Boss last week, and he figured out, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's just into Scarface. And, yeah. Is know. it Undercover Boss if I don't reveal that it's me and just use that information to my own gang? Um, no, I think that's just late-stage capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Just late stage capitalism. Um, there you go. Yeah, and I find out that I don't like any of my employees. No, no, no they're all really douche doesn't. rockets. They really a lot are. Of monster energy drink. Yeah, it's disgusting. To be fair, he hires exclusively for Mate Chan. So, so we are at uh, we're at EvilCon. EvilCon twenty twenty one. It's finally back. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't in last year. Uh, you know, because even they follow COVID guidelines. It's shocking. It's, it's shocking. Not, they are very. There, we had to show vaccination cards. Yeah, it was the whole nine yards. That it is the best thing about when you're evil. There is a lot of scientists, and yeah. they're they are on the side of science. They are very pro science. So very yeah. pro science. So it is packed in here, but I feel really safe. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's and Nate wanted to come along with. Yep, I misunderstood what yes. the con was. Yeah, uh, Nate thought it was like a Comic Con. That's what I thought. That's what I really. And thought. I even though. I explained in an email that I sent to you. I sent it right to spam. Yeah, you should have read this. I will never. That never. it's more like a boat show. I just like face-to-face communication, you know? <laughs> you, you don't. I really don't. Half the time you're wearing cloaks and robes I, I and am. masks. I am. I'll be honest. I just don't like talking. I don't like communication. That's I like also being, in. I, I don't like lying. being told what to do. That's what it is. <laughs> Finally got to wear the right answer. How dare you? So Nate is dressed like Jared Leto Joker. Like Jared Leto Joker. And yeah. you know what? He's not the only one. No, I'm uh, not. Because this is an evil convention. There are a lot of us. I forget the douche rockets that I. I there is. I think there is. Just looking around right now, mm-hmm. I mean, there are thousands of people here. I think I see 600 Jared Little Jokers. Yeah. So another so. thing, it's being evil is very conflicting. It's it a is. lot like being an NFL fan. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Where you have all different types of people coming together over uh-huh. one liked thing, and they yeah. come from a lot of different uh, backgrounds and th- ideologies. Yeah, mostly Texas. Yeah, it's a lot of Texas in it, yeah. and there's a lot of Texas people here, uh-huh. and nothing against that, but there's no. a specific kind of evil person from Texas, Yeah, and you know who you are. You know who you if are. If you're evil and, from your t- and you're from Texas, 
you're a type. Right now, somebody's driving their F-350 going, well, shoot, he got me, he got me. And he's dressed like, he's just like Jared, Jared Leto Joker. Exactly. Yeah. So the Jared Leto Jokers are here. So Nate's uh, put him with there. So uh-huh. I'm trying to distance myself from Nate as much as well, possible. Well, the difference between them and me is I actually bleached my skin and got all the tattoos. So I didn't even notice because Nate's body is covered in tattoos. It already is. And yeah. she's, he's enta- enchanted them. So they like move and change all the time. They do. I'm like looking at those magic eye posters now. Yeah, it is. It's a schooner. Oh, that's what that was. Yep, yeah. I was staring at that one forever. Yeah. It's too intricate. Nate, keep it more simple. No. With all those lines in there, <laughs> it's too much. So, but now they're they're the worst. Yeah. They, uh, I hate your face tattoos. I hate your grill. It says damaged. You know, if I was a wizard, I'd get this. Uh, yeah, you know. It's... I'd get that this was cool. <laughs> anyway, don't tell anybody that you're a wizard here, Nate. They're really going to try to, like, oh, have, hire you and it, take you away from me. I'm, so. I'm incorruptible. When have I what ever, are you talking about? When have I ever been tricked? All the time. I, Constantly. I disagree. I disagree. You stand on tiles in our house. The same tiles. The confession tile. You stand on confession tile more than any other one, and you want you'd like purposely kick. Uh-huh. I bought one of those. Uh, if you have to stand by, in your kitchen in uh-huh. one spot for an extended period, yep. get one of those squishy mat things. They're so nice, like on, you see, like at check stands and grocery stores. Yeah. Oh, anybody who's had to work a job where you've yeah. had to stand for an extended period like of time, bus drivers. No, Nate. <laughs> So I kick it out of the way. Yeah, you move it to get to that tile. Well, sometimes I want to tell you things, but I don't know what to say, so I figure that always just gives me... You know, it just keeps you in the room. You need therapy. I don't know. You need some real therapy. I don't know about that. Can we at least go into the con? All right. Hang on. Let me find my pass. Uh, I got to search in my bag. uh, I got to search. He is one of those Mary Poppins bags now, by the way. This is a Carnival Vista Cruise Line pass. That's not it. Ooh, look at this. Kiko card from the Japanese uh, Hiroshima Hilton. Wow, that's pretty cool. I'm going to keep that. There it is. There we go. Evil con. Oh, my God. All right, let's go in. Wow, it's pretty nice in here. Look at that. Oh, wow. There's a lot of booths. There's a, lo- a lot of evil planes I'm singing, seeing hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It seems to be kind of the theme this year. So just to set the stage, we are underneath Gary, Indiana. EvilCon every year. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. The place to be. Uh-huh. It's underground. Uh-huh. It's it- under Lake Michigan. Yep. I don't know if technically we are even in Gary. I think we're just under Lake Michigan. And if I look around, so we're in this giant underground cavern, uh, lit, very spooky. It's purple and green lighting. And there's dripping. I see a lot of dripping. So Uh, we must be called stalactites. Yeah. And then, yeah, and the other ones are stalagmites. Stalagmites. Stalactites hold tight to the ceiling. Stalagmites might make it up there one day. Is this true? Yeah, I learned that in Boy Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Oh, you're an Eagle Scout? Yeah, of course I'm an Eagle Scout. Have we talked about this? I don't think so. My dad, my dad basically did my eagle project for me, and I got all the credit. Do you know any spells that would give Donkey Lane a moat or a lake? Because this boat looks amazing. I do, but it would take me thirty-six days to actually enunciate the spell. That sounds awesome. Oh no, 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 no! It's, then we get a moat and we could protect us, and then we wouldn't have so many. You know, then we com- wouldn't have to worry about Billy the Kid. But you know what comes with magic moats? What? Uh, magic mosquitoes. Oh, they're the size of elephants. Uh, they carry. They still carry cholera, Ugh. but it's also a magic. They have cholera, regular cholera, and then they have like magic cholera. 
So it's, but this is like a Batman boat. Yeah, I know. What well, we what would we we'd be better off just digging a moat and then doing a rain spell. How long does that take? That takes forty days and forty nights. Uh. So that one that one isn't so bad, but we would have to build the boat by hand. And then collect two I animals. I have to build this boat? Okay, never mind. No more boats. No boats or animals. I never know, mind. magic, you know? God, yeah. I looked into one thing. <laughs> Here, this a scooter. An evil scooter. This Ooh. is pretty cool. Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk to the proprietor. Excuse me, sir. Ah, hello, boys. I see you're looking at the evil scooter. It looks pretty cool. You know, I, I'm looking through my magic, guys. There is zero magic in this scooter. Really? Zero. Not an ounce of magic. It has 49 cc's Ooh. of pure scooter power. Ooh, that, uh, that, that sound, that's a lot of cc's. Uh, no, it's just the minimum amount, because once you get to 50, then you have to get a motorcycle license to drive one of these. It seems like we have ourselves a scooter connoisseur. Uh, yeah, I do know some things about scooters, I guess. What does this thing have? Disc brakes? Yes, very good, sir. You I'm going to go get a corn dog. I'll be right back. Found it well. I, uh, You seem like a man who knows what he likes. So, uh, could I interest you in this scooter? Yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's evil about it? What's it do? Well, first it runs on birds. Uh, you just have to take a bird and cram it in the hole and stuff it in. That's what the giant tank is. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, but it's much cheaper and easier. A part of it is it attracts birds. Uh, the whole thing is designed to actually be uh, pleasing to a bird's eye from above. Oh, wow. Okay. All of the corn dogs are ice cold here. I fucking hate Evil Con, you guys. This is so annoying. Oh, you have to be careful. Some of these uh, aren't real vendors. They're just people being evil. <sighs> trying to trick you, steal your and credit you card information. magic is exhausting? You all are exhausting. It is pretty exhausting here. I mean, try being a scooter salesman at oh Evil Con. How do you even make a scooter evil? It runs on birds. That's not evil. You're oh, doing is a that, service. Is that it? Is that is I, that all it does? Is that's what makes it evil? Yes, it's very no. the amount of work to make a c- combustion engine. Do you have any scooters that run on rodents? Mm, that technology is years away. Oh my god! No, yeah, yeah. see, because that's really handy. Because where right. we live, there's a rat king I could shove in there. Right. There's all kinds of rats I could yeah. shove in that thing. Yeah, there is. So. Well, this is the bird model, and it attracts birds. I, d- I still don't think that's evil. This is why he's at the end. Yeah, this is... I I got excited all at first. No, no, the scooter... Many colors are available. I'd like a a light blue scooter, a baby blue scooter. It's not available in baby blue. Uh, Okay, Okay, blue. Just give me any blue. No blues. No blues. You said there's many colors available. Well, the birds are only attracted to this tealy aqua. I would call that more of a light mint. Uh, some people see it that way. Yeah, that's uh, it looks like the inside of a That's submarine. the inside of a su- This is evil. This yeah. is too evil for us. Come on, we All need right. to move on. This no, is way thanks. too evil. Oh, maybe the scooter, <laughs> That was so evil yeah. inside of a submarine. Disgusting. It's it's a lot of equipment, yeah. uh, lab equipment, like over oh, here. Man. What is this? Ooh. It's like evil lab equipment. Oh. <laughs> 
I mean, that's a good name. It's <laughs> catchy. A lot evil, you know. Is, yeah. They really cut to the point. They really do, you know. I don't want to guess what they sell. Evil lab equipment. There I we see go. you boys are looking at some evil lab equipment. Oh, my God. sound like this? You, sound, you look strangely familiar. Is that a fake mustache? That's not a fake mustache. It's is so it? weird. He has a curly mustache. Everything else is the same. And it's... Not a fake mustache. This, I, I am so confused. Hi, nice to meet you for the very first time. <laughs> Hello, uh, can you tell us about this evil beaker set? <laughs> what makes this beaker set evil? Mm, these evil beakers. <laughs> you could fit one whole bird in oh these my beakers. God damn what it. the fuck so, is why happening? Is, why is it what bird? Is... You need a 500 milliliter container usually to fit a whole bird. But this little Bunsen, you just uh, slide them right in there. One, you don't know what a Bunsen burner is. <laughs> Two, I think your I think your volumes are way off. And three, I <laughs> I'm glad that you're on metric system. I'll be honest, so you're not all bad. Even evil people understand that you need the metric system. You know what I will argue evil. though? Fahrenheit is way better than Celsius. I'll argue that to my death. Yeah, it's a little bit more easier to understand. It really is, right? Zero's cold, 100 is hot. And but one degree alone is enough. Like, that's not a bit... You could, yeah. It could be more accurate. Yeah, yeah. At Celsius, it's way too... 100 is like burning the sun, you yeah. know? So anyways, I agree I'm with all agree this. Here. <laughs> well, we have many other evil laboratory equipment pieces, if you'd like to check them out. Anything catch your eye, Bacon? I mean, I know your birthday, so I, I, we are here to find you a birthday present. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted You're gonna to surprise. Get me I'm going to get you something. Not the boat or the scooter, though. The scooter's too uh, evil, and I don't want to build a moat. I don't want that scooter anymore. Yeah, no. Uh, what about that microscope? Yes! Mm, What's evil this about evil this? evil microscope. What makes it evil? You put a bird on God damn it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. We'll be right back after these obnoxious messages. Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. With unlimited free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at walmartplus.com. $35 order minimum. Restrictions apply. See membership details. We now return to our journey at 91 Donkey Lane. Open that brochure. How much of this is bird related? How much oh, of this fucking... Co- it says nothing about birds How? anywhere on this. How? Nothing. Okay. It, there's, is this evil bird lab There, There is a map on this. The map shows how to get to a cyclops in the center of mechanical cyclops. So there's no exits, apparently. What the fuck? This is Well, that's evil, Con, man. you got to battle your way out. My God. It's awesome. The, uh, the Cyclops is a good guy in the end, and he's running through his whole thing from, God like, he yeah. started, and his whole family's there to cheer him on, and you defeat him in front of his family. Wow. So, so they built a mechanical family for the mechanical cycle. I don't yeah. understand evilness 
at all. Well, because we can't. I mean, you know, it's a con. You can't actually kill an actual cyclops in an, in front of his actual family. Uh, you well, know, we would do that con. a magic con. Well, that's because you guys are sick freaks. Oh, 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 we're sick freaks. You can see through the whole bed. Okay. I, why, why would I like why? a microscope? How is that evil? How is that evil that's at all? just x-ray. Uh, we're done talking. I don't want it. No, you should. Any yes, other thing. Sure. Any no. other evil thing. No, I'm, sh- I'm assuming this is all bird related. Mm, pick a thing. Oh, my God. I'm, we're doing one more thing at your booth. All just right. one more fucking yes, thing. Yes, I promise you, you will be amazed. Okay, what is this? This looks like a ray gun. What does this ray gun do? For you guys at home, it looks like a cartoon ray gun. Like, like Futurama. Like a Futurama, Futurama ray gun. Yeah. That looks like, oh, yes. Yeah, the ray gun 5000. That's a bad name. But... Evil gun. Okay, I like this. You shoot anything with uh-huh. this, uh-huh. nothing will happen. It's scary. What? But if you shoot a bird, oh god, oh damn my god, it. god damn it, it explodes. It's god. Uh, fuck. No, uh. so it's a gun that only explodes birds. That yes. sounds like that's a worse gun. Oh, pigeons, god. So you made guns worse. <laughs> I guess that is. I don't know if that's evil or not. I don't know. It I feel is. like you're still doing a service. It's evil. I feel uh, like you just it. seem to have a problem with birds. All yeah. right, nice talking to you. All right, see you yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, I know. These corn dogs are ice fucking cold. Stop. Why are you eating them? Because still? I'm hungry and I'm a nervous eater. <laughs> You're a nervous farter mostly. I well, yeah, I have a lot of GI issues. The Dr Pepper's <laughs> boiling hot. I don't like that at all. Oh, don't get any. That's so gross. Don't eat or drink anything. I'm here, hungry. Dave. That's why I brought a fanny pack with food. No, that's been by your penis. You want a power bar? No, it's been by your penis. Ah, uh, so what? <laughs> it's two layers of fabric. Three layers of fabric and wearing underwear <laughs> you're wearing underwear these days huh yeah well i have to otherwise you know uh, if i sit wrong you can see everything because i'm wearing point. a gargamel gown it's like wearing a dress and i understand the plight of women now <laughs> i get it oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> nothing i'm just gonna let that hang in hang in air for a little while <laughs> let's go you know what let's just go let's go to one of these other booths here you pick the booth this time uh, i picked the none last of these one. look interesting no There's like evil a, swimming pools that's just to drown birds yeah let's <laughs> see <laughs> evil kfc i i think that's just a that, regular kfc, just KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus i Christ. mean how else do, we all have to put off in this in the side of our minds every time you eat at a kfc <laughs> like the death and destruction. Let's see. There's evil bird cages. I think those are just normal bird cages. I don't. I mean, none of this stuff is really interesting to me. No. I mean, oh, this is perfect. Oh my god! When Every it... time you and I try to go on vacation, uh-huh. something bad happens. Honestly, yeah. Evil vacations. Evil vacations. Oh my okay. god! Hi. This be good. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Oh, oh god. My god. Okay, this one's wearing evil. a top hat and a monocle. Meet a lot of monocle top hat people. That is evil vacation. He look exactly like the last two guys. This is so creepy. We are all different here. I don't just like superficially. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're the laziest characters in GTA. Right. We're getting into real Rick and Morty territory yeah. here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you boys seem all wild up, like you. We- Need to go on a vacation. I admit a vacation would be nice. Well, last couple times we've gone on vac- The closest <laughs> thing that we've gotten to a vacation is when we were on a Casper mattress that got sent out to sea. That was nice. That was nice. It was that ruined is not by- a vacation. No, it was ruined by a seagull. 
Oh, like most vacations are, stupid birds. I'm so sorry I brought that up. If we were looking, just two dudes looking to go on a, a vacation to get away from, I don't know, uh, let's say that we live in a magical house that constantly torments us and drives us mad. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> don't tell that to the house. If it finds out, we're going to get in trouble. Please don't tell the house. Uh, Please don't tell the house. I can't do any more, like, midnight uh, walls collapsing in on me. Uh, the house gets really mad at us. Oh, anyway, man. is there something that we could do to, like, not house-related? Oh, yes, we have. We have many special vacations Ooh. that we could send to bachelors on together. I, I don't like the way you say bachelors, but I am interested. How would you like to stay inside a volcano? Oh. I mean, we were henchmen in a volcano once. That yeah. was nice. I mean, yes, but it's different. Uh-huh. Have you ever been to Hawaii? Yes. Have you ever been inside a volcano in Hawaii? Um, well, it was a dorm. I mean, I guess it's not dormant, but yes, I've been in the crater part of one. Have you ever stayed the night, made love? Inside a volcano in Hawaii. I I did not stay the night in that volcano. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and it's I'm, we're not going to be making love. No, so, no. Uh, how about no volcano in Hawaii? <laughs> oh, fine, fine. That was just the first one off the top of my head. That's I have okay. another one. All right, let's hear it. Have you two gentlemen been to the Galapagos Islands? No, you say your O's weird. I have never been to the Galapagos Islands. Galapagos oh, Islands. Okay. I could send you two boys there with these two here bats, and you can smash all the birds you want. Why is... Also, you could smash the birds in the Hawaii cave, oh, too. Oh, my God. Evil. Okay. I'm going to ask you I'm oh, going to ask you straight up, how many of these vacations are bird-related? Everyone has Why? a bird in it. Why? God damn it. Even the tacos are cold. Jesus Stop Christ. eating food. I'm hungry. How about you two boys, bachelors? Uh-huh. I send you to Antarctica. Antarctica. I so you could be, you could say you went to all seven continents. I, I've never been to Africa, though. Well, I'll send you to Antarctica. Okay. With these bats, and you could beat up some penguins. God damn it. That's not God a vacation. Penguins are nice birds. Anyway, it's, they don't fly. They just slide. Uh, yeah. That's not a vacation. That's just doing your evil bidding. We all hate birds. It's part of being evil. Small, little, happy things. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are you all henchmen? Like, do you have an evil person running this evil con? Of course, Nate. Why wouldn't they be henchmen? So that means evil con has an agenda. So everything is going to be fucking bird related. If we meet the boss, he's going to be some weirdo bird uh, fucking douche. How about this? I could set you up with a timeshare. Oh, no, no, no. I'm listening. Nate, Nate, Nate. I'm listening. Nate, we already have enough timeshares. I'm listening. Ah, see ya. I see uh-huh. you look like a timeshare yeah. kind of guy. Well, I'm a savvy investor. Yeah, I could see a wizard. Thank you. From a mile away. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's what us Finally. minions know. Finally, some uh, some recognition. Oh, my pants fell down. Hang on a second. <laughs> Pull these right back up. There we go. Such a wizard. <laughs> Nate, of course all these guys are going to be minions, by the way. Like, nobody like me is going to work here. I don't. Oh, man. Doesn't that bother you, though? Because it's not really a con, then. You're just shopping at some dude's evil lair. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking around. I don't know. I think they're all going to be burglary. Let's hear about this timeshare. How do you feel about windmills? Um, I like them unless uh, they're about Don Quixote. Then I don't. Good. There's no donkeys. Good. 
or Don Quixote sitting here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I have several houses located right underneath windmills so you oh. can see the dead birds falling from the sky. My God damn it. Oh, my God. God. That is damn it. This, that sounds awful. These vacations and timeshares are awful. All right. you Stop know it. I'm only going to sign up for one timeshare. See, okay. I knew it. A wizard has like, to say yes to a timeshare. I just share. like timeshares. This I is just like stupid. Time I fucking yeah. hate this. I'll sign up here. I mean, what's your phone number, Bacon? No, Nate, don't put... Have you been... Don't. What? Don't use my phone number. No, it's too late. No, I don't. used your Gmail. Don't. Use the Donkey right. Lane one. Send that email to me when you get it. And put, don't put in spam, timeshare. Oh, my the, God. In the subject. All right. So I could set you up. How about this? Uh-huh. Oh, my pants fell down. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull these back up. I know All exactly right. how to sell to a wizard. <laughs> That's my tell. My pants fall down. <laughs> I know when he's excited. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty easy on Nate. Yeah, he did is. that before he was a wizard. Uh, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, that is. I, I'm very bad at poker. How about you get a timeshare uh-huh. every Thursday in oh. November? Okay, in so, Maine. Oh, that includes the, Thanksgiving. We can all we could finally spend Thanksgiving in Maine. Why would I want to do that? You know, it's away from Plymouth Rock. There's a hidden castle on the shore that could be yours to stay in. Question: Is it a science castle or is it a prophecy castle? It's a prophecy yes. castle. Yes, my favorite castle. Open floor plan, throne room. Wow, everything open just for you. There's a rickety pot that sticks off the edge. Oh. It'll be raining constantly. Oh, my God. Are the waters raging underneath it? Right underneath oh it. Oh, my There's God. There's a cave system. That sounds amazing. It's they... everything that you want. Wow. And uh-huh. you could push all these birds off a cliff. Okay. Gosh dang. You can't push birds off a cliff. They have Right wings. when they've hatched. Oh, my God. That's right when they're hatching. God damn. Have you ever seen those nature documentaries yes. with the little birds and they, and they, and they jump off when they're ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My you God. push them before they're ready. Oh. This is, I mean, that, I don't like Smurfs, but this is, I don't kill the baby. This sounds awful. Yeah, this just sounds mean. Put a pin, I do like having a timeshare every Thursday, though. Can I put you down for? Put me down for three. Three? Yeah. Three days? Uh, three timeshares. Oh, all right. <laughs> Easy, sucker. I knew it. All I right. didn't want that, Nate. No, it, this one's for me. We haven't we haven't bought your present yet, I, yeah. I, but I have four timeshares now. You so. know what? All, everything that we've gone to is bird-related. Uh-huh. You just bought a timeshare. Yes. I want to go home. No, you know, we need to at least see the main guy or the Minotaur or something. I don't want it. It's exhausting. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try these milkshakes? They're hard and crunchy. No. Uh, that's like a McFlurry. Yeah. Why can't no, it? they're not good. Uh, stop eating. I can't help but I want to try the local fare. All right. You know what? We're uh-huh. going home. That's this week's episode. Nothing was accomplished I, once again. We didn't even get you a present. Yo, I, I'm going to sign up for an extra timeshare no, for you. No, don't. Give us five timeshares, yes, please. All right. So four it. of those are mine. One is yours. Okay. Uh, I, this just was not as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Being around this kind of stuff is exhausting, and that's what I, I got into it to get away from the exhaustive nature of living with a wizard. Here, have some hamburger. It's raw and hot. Uh, It'll it'll help you think. No, stop giving me food. <laughs>
I'm just I'm not eating anything. I'm just yeah. I don't know. You sound a little hangry. I'm not hangry. I'm angry. All, just at, at all of this. You want some yellow Starburst? That's all they have at this one. You know what? I don't mind yellow Starburst. Really? Yeah, I'll have ah, a couple of yellow so Starburst. You are evil. Nice. See? And the banana runts, you want those? Sure, banana runts are fine. But All yellow right. Starbursts are sour, they're delicious. Interesting. Huh. You know, the thing about the Starburst is I don't like the amount of work it goes into and all the uh-huh. garbage that you make to get one Starburst. That does annoy me. It's like Hershey's Kisses. Yeah. But then they sold the Starburst that didn't have that, uh-huh. and they had like a little coating on them. Uh-huh. Ruined the whole Starburst. Really? Ruins the whole texture. Interesting. They're like more chalky. Huh. Don't get those. Interesting. That's my advice to you guys. Huh. And don't go to don't don't go to evil kind of maybe don't become evil. No, I don't know not I don't know if becoming evil is a bad thing. I think you just need to shake things up a little bit, you know? Find your niche, your evil niche. I think you can yeah. do it. Maybe this has taught me something. Yeah. That I don't need to be around all the evil people. No, you need to blaze your own path. Then I need to do my own stuff. Yeah. you know, Non-bird related. Exactly. And you know what? You came out of here a little smarter, a little wiser, and you have a timeshare. So <sighs> I didn't want that fucking timeshare. That's share. a good day for you. That's this week's episode. That was a good episode. Uh, yeah. I thought it was fun. In random news, I've started to keep a diary Uh uh uh, just because I have forgotten all the crazy stuff that happens in this house, and a lot of stuff happens, and then we don't even talk about it on the podcast Um, because we're usually being sold Uh bird-killing things. Um, I did enchant the diary, so... Yeah, I was aware of that when I got Uh notified on Reddit. Yes. So Nate's enchanted my diary uh, without me knowing, so I've been keeping things and it gets sent there later i thought it was going to be like a harry potter situation like uh, like, like, like uh, tom riddle tom, riddle. Which, tom marvolo riddle yeah voldemort <laughs> spoilers what stupid what that was so stupid, so stupid. what a dumb anagram <laughs> i love how retconned that entire series is yeah i love it so well, much well that's what happens when you make it up as you go along uh-huh. hmm. uh so our <laughs> so i have a diary and uh-huh. my diary posts end up going to reddit and yep. then posting on Reddit, on yep. our subreddit, uh-huh. which is just r91 donkey lane. Yeah. So check that out. You could read them, uh-huh. upvote it, you know, leave a little comment. Um, I don't know. Just we, so you know, the diary does post from our fourth sub-basement because I messed up the enchantment, and it screams each post as it's writing it as loud as it can. Yeah. So, so. which is good for me. I write it. I put it in the basement, uh-huh. and then it screams. And then it screams, you know? Yeah. And that actually does keep a lot of the, like, the giant rats at bay. It does. That's it's pretty great. So. That's, I mean, that's originally why I kept doing it. Yeah. Once, because I got drunk, and then uh-huh. the second time after, because I found out that I was getting rid of the rats. Yeah. So, yeah, check out that subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash 91 Donkey Lane. It's a fun one. I did get you a birthday present, by the way. What is it? It's a, it's a Gary, Indiana refrigerator mag. Oh, cool. There you go. It Thank doesn't, you. It doesn't hold paper, though. It doesn't hold anything. I w- it's, a, it's an evil mag. That's what I so. expect. Is it radioactive? Uh, very low. Low levels of radioactivity, S- enough to like uh, make your fingernails fall off, but nothing more. Sounds great. Nice. Love to have that nice. around. Excellent. Oh, weighs seven pounds. <laughs> Nice. I'm going to have to check my bag. <laughs> we did fly here on the most evil airline, Spirit. Spirit. So it was a whole my evil day. still hurt. This was a good evil day for you. It was you. a good evil day. Uh, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. I've been uh-huh. posting a bunch of videos on there. I covered City of Angels. Uh-huh. 
Twilight Baby. Yep. Uh, by the time that this comes out, I think Malignant. Malignant, yeah, that's will be, be on fun. there. Yeah, that yeah. one's going to be my least jokey and more just straightforward one. Yeah. Uh, but definitely check those out. You can go to robert-bacon.com or just search Robert Bacon on I would YouTube. Do, yeah, I would do that. Um, if you're looking for what I'm doing, I'll be screaming on a street corner in Somerville yeah. all weekend. So. And on Twitter. So basically two horrible things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, come find me, you know, and uh, throw vegetables. Uh, all right. Uh, we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Love you. Thank you for visiting 91 Donkey Lane. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive rating and review. See you next week, you donkeys. Mail's here. Not that it matters. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. And all right, um, yeah, I got nothing for you. As opposed to giving me everything. All, all three and a half inches. You wish it was that long. That much? Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Hard Reset, a Cold North production. I'm your host, Patrick the Law Morris. Joining me this week, we have the tenacious Tim Miller. Oh, hi. And the notorious Nathan Crumrine. Sad boy. Sad, sad boy Crumrine. Sad. Sad. All right. Coming up this week on Hard Reset, um, we will be uh, discussing a movie tie-in game that none of us saw coming. Um, yet another staggering achievement in dreams. And Nathan, prepare to be your sad boy self. And uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have both been delayed. 
Uh, and for the topic of the show this week, we will be discussing the best ways to solve the scalping crisis. But before we get to all that, I want to know what you guys have been playing this week. Tim, tell me what you've been playing. Uh, I guess most notably, I started uh, playing Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, I'm only like three, four hours in, but I'm really hooked. I wish I had more time to play. Okay. Um, it's a good problem. I, I mean, it's a, it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, I started playing at like 1 a.m. Got to be about 5 a.m. I needed to go to bed, and I had to force myself to put the controller down because I knew if I kept going, I wouldn't sleep that night. Wow. <laughs> at all. So that good? Like, you're that invested that quickly? Uh, yeah, it was really good. I, oh. I enjoy the character dynamic. The combat's really fun, fluid. The banter between the characters, it's super solid. Um, and I also really like the way that it kind of feels like a uh, choose-your-own-adventure. Oh, okay. Um, because it gives you, like, different dialogue choices for Star-Lord in reaction to a lot of other character prompts. And depending on how you go about this, you can get different items, get different things. Like, um, for example, I kept a llama instead of a bunch of space junk. And, uh, yeah. Nice. It's a lot, a lot of fun so far. So, okay. Um, so what I'm gleaning from this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it's maybe more of a, uh, like, uh, choose your own adventure, like you were saying, r like, rather than a full-blown RPG. That's kind of what it's feeling like so far. Okay. So, so not so much like, like a morality system, like a Paragon Renegade, like Mass Effect, but more just like a, hey, you're given some choices and they might take you down some different paths, but overall it's, it's, uh, it's more of just like an aspen with a few branches rather than like a giant redwood. So far, it seems that way. Ha not having completed the game, I yeah. can't say for sure. Like it, like getting a certain item, like that llama, could put me way into left field later on in the game, right. and I wouldn't even know it at this point. So, okay. and then, um, so I I've heard that the gameplay is kind of like bullet hell e. Do you like I enjoy that style of gameplay. Okay. Um basically how combat works, you have your blasters, you can upgrade them with materials you find throughout the game over time. Um and you've also got the other guardians that are fighting alongside you, not all at the same time sometimes. Sometimes you have all of them depending. Um they each have special abilities that you can call upon um to interact with other enemies to let's say grapple them or insta kill them or take out a wide range of them or try to do damage to a wide range. Um, so you got to use them tactically in order to um, right. take out each and every enemy. Um, but I think the biggest thing that helps me a lot and makes it feel like, all right, this actually feels like a fun shooter is it has lock on. Like oh, whenever okay. you're like attacking an enemy, I can just lock onto it. I can strafe around it. Right. I don't so, have to like constantly move my camera to to aim. Okay. So, I I've heard it I've heard it described kind of two ways. I've heard um and and I think that what you like your answer to this question might be the difference maker for me as as far as whether or not I buy it. Um I've heard it called Uncharted in Space, which is like I'm into that. But then I've also heard it called just a straight up bullet hell more akin to like Returnal. 
which would you say it leans closer to? Um, in the style of combat, I'd probably would say it leans a little closer to Returnal, but I also haven't played an Uncharted game in like eight, nine years. Okay. So, I mean, I, I I appreciate that answer. It's saving me sixty dollars because I don't like bullet hills. <laughs> but I mean, like. You might you might come on next week having finished the game and just be raving yep. about it, and you might change my mind. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, most of the combat that I've dealt with so far have been melee-type enemies, so it hasn't felt super bullet hell-y, but I can see once I get to enemies that actually, you know, shoot back, that it will probably get to that point. Okay. But. Yeah. Interesting. And yep. But, like, overall, you're really loving it so far. Absolutely. I do not regret the purchase one bit yet. Yeah, and I mean, you were pretty excited for it, if I remember correctly, from previous podcasts. So, Yeah, it it also helps being very invested in the series as a whole anyways. So, And one of of the biggest criticisms levied against uh, Avengers was that it kind of just looked like a knockoff MCU. Do you feel like that's... Like, this one is also Square Enix. Do you feel like this one is um, kind of falling into that same trap or do you feel like it's different enough nope um it definitely feels different enough it feels like it's in its own little timeline where all these other events have already happened um and they like give you little hints about that kind of thing like over the first couple hours of the game like like i i don't want to spoil anything but let's just say like a few characters they mention oh yeah we already killed them so you already know that like all right they've been established for a little while they know their own thing and it doesn't seem to be super connected to avengers at all oh okay um so it, yeah it just feels like it's its own story with its own little contained um i guess expanded universe of its own so nice all right that god there's so many things in this game that are like kind of pulling me oh yeah i do want to play it oh i don't want to play it so I'm going to I'm going to wait on your verdict and I might wait on a sale. But I mean it's Square Enix games go on sale pretty quick. I mean it also helps that like there's lots of good rock and roll in it. <laughs> Whenever yeah. you're like fighting, it's just it's just great. Yeah, I've heard the soundtrack so, is basically just universally It's awesome. Praised. Yep. Nice. Very cool. I'm I'm glad to hear that you're liking it. I'm uh I'm I'm not going to buy it yet, but I am open to you changing my mind in the future. So, Nathan, what have you been playing this week? Um, lots of Stardew. I swear Stardew to God, Daddy. if you say Morrowind. No. Okay. No, but, uh, but I have pulled up another classic. Oh, God. Um, Today, I probably clocked like three hours just playing Battlefront Classic on PC. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. It's 10 bucks on Steam. Something I just felt like, man, you know what? I missed that game and just felt like playing it. So I was 10 bucks. I was like, all right, here's 10 bucks that I was not going to regret for a yeah. nostalgia kick. And I, then I get to have it in my library for whenever. And uh, yeah. It's nice. Fun. Nice. Just like the, just like the simulations. <laughs> so... Um, and, and it's Battlefront One. Oh yeah. 
Did you have a preference one. from back oh, then? Um, no, I, I, I do and I don't. Like, I like the very first one because I think the maps were kind of better, in my opinion. Like, they're, they're just, were a lot more fun to me. There are a lot of different, like, ways to approach different things. Um, and like Bespin platforms was just such a fun map because you had the choke point in the middle. Yeah, that made it just lots of fun. Um, and I don't know, like they just don't make maps like that anymore. I do like uh, Battlefront Two for like the the heroes, the different kinds. I didn't really. I don't know. I don't care for heroes that much, but I did like it for like the different skills and the upgradable weapons and like how you have a career profile that um, follows along with you and keeps your stats. But I also really liked uh, Galactic Conquest in that game. The second one, Galactic Conquest, was very yeah, really, really very on cool. point. Yeah, and I just wish that. <sighs> Fucking dice did a better job on the newer ones. Well, but. okay, I, you're you're segueing perfectly into what I was about to bring up. Um, and and I'm going to pose this question to both of you because you guys are both big Star Wars fans. Are they ever going to make Battlefront Three? Like, is Battlefront Three just a game that cannot possibly get made? I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I like I. I would rather I would rather them remaster the classic ones and just keep the like mechanics just just remaster it. Yeah, just, than, just put the new graphics on the on the old ones. Or or even better, this would be cool as hell. Like remaster it and like make it for VR. So it's just like VR Battlefront. Um I think you're dreaming. Just a really I know I am, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? This game is just so much fun. Like it'd be cool to like be in there. It's a, and and like you can mod Battlefront, but it's as far as I know, it's kind of tough. So it would be I don't know if anyone would ever do it. But that would be super cool. Um yeah. as as terms of Battlefront 3, it's like, man, I just don't care. I I like the second the newer Battlefront 2 was like kind of whatever. It got good. It got better over time. I don't I, know if it got good, but it got better. I don't know. It still has yet to deliver on the things that I loved about Battlefront 1 and 2 classic. Like back in the day, yeah. Tim, do you think Battlefront 3 is ever like do you think it's just a cursed game? It doesn't exist. It's like Half-Life 3. You'll never see it. What's so crazy is, like, it does exist. There is a Battlefront 3 out there that Mm -hmm. just was never released. And, like, we've seen footage of the game. There's actually, while I was looking for mods today, um, because I was trying to, like, raise the bot cap and the reinforcement unit count, like, or whatever. Excuse me. And um, I found out that there are fans that have taken Battlefront three's assets um and that have been like released or whatever and put that in battlefront 2 mods wow they've just tried to like make a battlefront 3 using that with 
Battlefront 2, which is pretty cool. I kind of want to give it a shot. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. And you should definitely let us know. Um, you know what? If you do that, and I keep telling Tim this too, uh, if you do that, stream it, please, because I would I would be super down to watch that. That would be really interesting stuff. All right. Um, okay, well, I personally uh, just have been playing Far Cry 5. I, I love Far Cry 5. I've talked about it the past couple weeks on the show. So I'm not going to I'm not going to ramble on and on about it. I just think that like I had this moment of like I went back to Far Cry 6 for the first time since before it came out and I was like, "Oh, this like this isn't this isn't as bad as I was remembering. This is like pretty fun. I'm enjoying myself." And then I went to Far Cry 5 and immediately I was like, "Oh my god, I love this." Like and and, and I it just it just immediately like demonstrated far cry five demonstrated to me that far cry six just did not capture the essence, like the, the feeling of far cry nearly as well as like any of the previous games did, which was kind of a bummer. That's a bummer to hear. I'm curious what specifically you feel like wasn't, I like didn't translate and why you feel that way. Yeah, and like I I'm honestly curious about that too because it's like I couldn't really put my like if I if I went and played, you know, and and like bopped back and forth between 5 and 6 for like a few hours, I'm sure I could identify it, but like there's just something about it that it's like this doesn't feel right. Um and, and that was so I mean Tim, you said it, you said it best yourself. Like, that's a bummer. So, um, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe that's worth like, maybe that's worth exploring of like figuring out exactly why it doesn't feel quite like Far Cry, but, um, we are not going to linger too long on Far Cry five because we talk about Far Cry five seemingly every week. So <laughs> we're just going to move straight on to the news it now. All right, so uh, news it now. The horror thriller movie Duology. At this point, it's a duology. I think that they're making a third one, so it'll be a trilogy. Um, a Quiet Place is getting a video game adaptation or a video game. I'm not sure if it's going to be an adaptation or if it's going to be just like a tie-in game that's yet to be seen. Uh, the game is being co-developed by Illogica, uh, Epitome Games and Saber Interactive. Now of those three, I know one name and that's concerning to me. Do you guys know who Illogica or Epitome Games are? Nope. nope. Exactly. Yeah. Saber was the only one that I recognized. Yeah. So. But Saber I don't know what great. Saber's done though. Saber did uh did Halo Master Chief Collection. Saber did oh. Witcher 3 on Switch. So hmm. Saber is like good at what they do, which gives me some comfort, but then the fact that I I have never heard of these other developers, that's a little bit concerning. Um and uh the website for the game reads, quote Experience an untold story of survival in the Quiet Place universe. Uh, 
So like, what do you guys think this is going to be? Because it, it sounds to me like it's not going to be an adaptation of, of the movies, either of the movies. It sounds to me like it's just going to be like, oh, this is an interesting universe. Let's tell another story in it. For someone who hasn't seen the movies, what is A Quiet Place even about? Oh, boy. Oh, um, it's about they're aliens, right, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about these aliens that like crash land on Earth and they they can't see anything. They don't have eyes, but they can hear everything. And so basically the only way to survive is to just be like dead silent all the time. And, uh, and so like, it's about this family. Both movies are about this family that has like adapted to living in this post-apocalyptic world in which they can't make any noise. Otherwise they will die. Nathan, do you feel like it? What's that? I was going to say it's it's really really good movie. But I mean both the first and the second one. But the first second one, one mostly the first one. One is really really great. Yeah. Not a huge um, uh, horror slash thriller fan. So uh oh man. Haven't haven't exactly uh dipped into these ones yet. I would say it's worth it. Um just yeah. because they're like they are e- even not even like, you know, lowering the standards for like oh it's good for a horror movie it they're just really good like they're just really good movies um the 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 first one's much better i think the second one's like it's good i i would say very similar to the conjuring and the conjuring 2 just like conjuring was like all-time best horror but then and like a quiet place i think is up there but then conjuring 2 was like this is really good and quiet place 2 i was like yeah this is good I think, like, I don't know, if I were to give any criticism of the second one, it's, like, essentially the same plot as the first one, just with different characters. Yeah. But, anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it's really good. I think it's interesting to think about, like, a game in the universe, because it's, like, I mean, it's essentially what they have done with Walking Dead, right? Just, like, all right. Here's the show, here's the, you know, the universe and here's a bunch of different games within the within the universe, right? Um so to see that in like a quiet place could be really interesting. I think it could be pretty awesome, but I don't know it, 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 I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it, how it turns out. Yeah, and so the, I think the thing that I'm most afraid of for this is that they go down a similar route to, say, like, Friday the 13th, um, where it's, it's like, an asymmetrical multiplayer or, like, multiplayer at all. I just, I just don't want this to be multiplayer. See, yeah. like, honestly, just hearing what little about the movies I know, like, yeah. right away it just feels like, okay... Go with a stealth game that has survival elements of crafting to allow you to get around places, having to do a bunch of puzzles and stuff to do things without, you know, being loud and getting caught by these aliens that can hear everything. Yeah. Um, Could easily be single player or maybe a co-op based system for that. That would be Mm -hmm. Um, Then you're golden. That'd, That'd be great. 
Yeah, no, that that would be awesome. And like uh really restraint um restrained resources would be uh like would be a really cool or like limited resources would be a really cool mechanic for the for that game. And Tim, I hadn't thought about co-op. So I guess I shouldn't say, "Oh, I don't want this game to be multiplayer" because I now thinking about it like and Nathan, you uh since you like both the movie and this game, think about like it takes two, but a quiet place edition. Like, fuck, I'm on board for that. That sounds awesome. That would be sick. Yeah. I mean, they they do actually have um a Oh man, let me see if I can find it real quick. They do have a game on Steam that's very similar to the asymmetric idea that you were talking about Mm -hmm. um where the monster can't really see anything very well but it can hear things very well and you have to yeah it's i think it's called in silence oh okay um yeah multiplayer horror game one player plays the monster which has like really good hearing abilities but can't see like anything and then people gotta escape that'd be cool so yeah i I mean in gameplay of that yeah, and I mean, like, it, it looks it looks cool. I haven't played it at all. We were talking about playing it not too long ago. Oh, it's on sale for eight ninety nine right now. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that's a neat idea for a game, but I don't want it to be Quiet Place. Because, like, it's such a cool world that it's like, if they don't take advantage of that, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. Yeah, and so... I I mean that kind of leads me into another question that I had for you guys on this. Do you think that this will tie into because obviously it's going to like take place in the universe, but do you think that like will encounter characters from the movies or like the referenced? I hope not. Personally, I mean I don't know characters from the movies to begin with, so I don't know who's alive, who's dead, or whatnot. <laughs> so I'm going to say no. It's going to be its own little thing. Bunch of new characters bunch of new stuff yeah i think that'd be the way to do it is to like just take the world put new characters new story in there don't like i don't know i i personally hate the vibe when like there's a big okay for for example like lord of the rings online or something where you make your own character and then you run into the heroes from the movies like i hate yeah. that like i just don't like that. it feels cheap so it does. And, and it's like, cool. Like this awesome character is now just an NPC with dialogue. Like, so I don't know. I don't want it. Um, I really just hope that it's its own story. And if they know what they're doing, then they'll do that. But we don't really know. Yeah. We don't know if they know what they're doing because the only studio that's involved, we know is like, they're really good at polishing other people's games, but we don't even know how they do making their own games. So this is uh I don't know. I would say not even cautiously optimistic, just not optimistic about this at all. Yeah. I'm uh, looking up you're the looking logica. What? Yeah, I, I logica, looked them both up. I have no idea what that <laughs> I looked them both up and I couldn't find like any information on either of them. So it's uh it's a shame. But uh moving on though from a quiet place to another uh major well, i think warner property um hogwarts has been entirely recreated 
in media molecules dreams uh the creation seems to be a nearly full-scale recreation of the movie uh of of the sets from the movies um it was who was it that i meant to write the guy's name down because it was created by jedi master 369 in dreams and uh i i sent you guys this this video did you guys get a chance to watch it i haven't had a chance to watch it now this shit is like yeah this shit is like insane i mean tim you you should pull it up too because we can do just a quick reaction to it here because nathan is gonna be fucking pissed that dreams is gonna die on the ps4 sorry nathan ps4 all right i'm ready whenever you guys are I'm watching right now. I'm starting. That's pretty cool. Like they got the the bridge over the lake and everything. Yep, leading up to the castle. Interesting. You got the light rays, man. They're doing it all right. This is like it, this is like peak dreams. Yeah, basically. Whoever did this really knows what they're doing in this game. Yeah, definitely. What I don't understand is like dreams. Oh, okay. I was going to say dreams is like one of the hardest things about it. In when you make anything graphical. Oh man, they got the candles floating up. That's really cool. Yeah. The um, dining hall looks is, amazing. Yeah. Is, is how do you balance like uh, the thermo, you know, like, you're basically like the resources yeah, are really tough to, to manage. So it's cool to see someone do something so detailed. Like you have to learn tactics to be able to manage your resources and everything and to not slow it down, you know, use specific tools over others um, or don't depend on one thing too much. Like, so it's interesting to look at it and be like, dang, like they've made something so detailed and so huge. Yeah. Um, wow. This is really impressive. And the moving the staircases move nice. That's and, really cool. And like it starts to and, and I this is so nitpicky and like I could never make anything like this myself, so I'm not trying to be critical, but like it starts to show the cracks a little bit based on kind of what you're talking about about resource management with mm-hmm. teleportation of like moving just like going through a door and moving into you know just teleporting to a totally another space right you have to do that in order to yeah it's resource management yep Yep. even still you can have as many as it is wow that is very pretty you can have as many uh like instances if you will Yeah. yeah in uh in dreams i don't know if anyone's hit a limit yet um but yeah each each instance is is limited by your resources i know on playstation 5 it's a lot better um but it's not optimized for playstation 5 yet because they don't have a version yet but they mm-hmm. will but it's not going to die on ps4 I... but do you really oh, think that? Yes, I know that. How do you know that? Because like there's people uh I don't know, I've been talking to the community and stuff and like one of the other people that I 
um, go on podcasts with and stuff. He said that they're working on it. So, I mean, I, think, I hope. Yeah, I hope that. Oh you're, my god, the map for this! Holy shit! I know, right? The what? Like the overworld map of like how many rooms? Oh, in that it's cut off. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, those are all the instances. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just tying them together would be such a pain. Well, yeah, oh, and there's yeah. like secret passageways, so like certain doors lead to like totally different areas. So it can't oh, be man, super he's, sequential. He's even Come got a uh, uh, big giant boy's hut. Can't remember his name. Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid's big, hut. Big giant boy. <laughs> wow, that's that's really impressive. Yeah, that's very well done. Props to Jedi Master three six nine for this because yeah. that's yep. I mean, it's just very crazy. very impressive. Um, so Nathan feels pretty certain that Dreams isn't dying on PS four. Uh, Tim, I I know that you and I obviously haven't played Dreams nearly as much as Nathan has. Do I mean, you... I played quite a bit of it. Oh, I've streamed quite a bit of it. Oh yeah. What do you think? Do you think that it's gonna? Do you think that it's just gonna? die on the ps4 do you think it's going to move up to the ps5 if we don't see it within the next year it's dying on the ps4 that is how i feel about it i i i tend to agree and i wish that i wish that they would just bite the bullet invest hard and move it up to the ps5 right now so that because if they do this community can continue to thrive and grow and like strengthen over the next five to seven years of the ps5 right but as it is now it's like they they got to get it on fast the like how i feel about it is like i don't think it's ever going to be minecraft but the it's it's very minecraft like and i think it's only going to get better and like this is like the alpha of minecraft of what we're looking at cuz the thing is now like it's getting to the point where people are just really, really good at stuff like this. Making and Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like you're gonna see that like more and more people making other things in it and like making just all kinds of really great iconic stuff. That's that's what I think is missing currently is like the iconic aspect of it. Um and having something that they can really push. But I don't think, I don't think that media molecules in trouble. Uh, I don't think that dreams is in trouble from what I've heard. They've just been hiring more and more people. So it's getting funded. It's just what's going on. Like what's the plan that I don't know. Um, I didn't know that they were hiring. That's news to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. They've been hiring more and more people. Like and and what's what's fucking cool is they're hiring people directly from the community too. Yeah. Like they're hiring people for they hired a guy to do like the community management for like sorting out playlists and stuff because that's what he liked doing in the game. And so he just made a bunch of collections about different things. <laughs> and then they're like, Hey, do you want to just manage the front page? So that's his job now. He gets paid for that. That's, and then that's so fucking cool. Yeah, and, and there's another dude too that recently I saw um, in the community got hired to help out with like uh, I think it was the 
like the logic and the programming to like be a consultant on that. So like they're taking people that are using the tools and saying, Hey, how can we make this better and bringing them on and hiring them? Like, you know, so I, I don't know. I, it's not going to die on PlayStation four. Uh, that's, that's yeah. where I'm at. Okay. I mean, and it's only going to get better when, when Sony releases the new uh, VR tools too, or the new, the new VR. I mean, yeah. But, which okay who knows when that is uh yeah i mean i let's just before we move on since since dreams is pretty dependent on on psvr um or like potentially the the potential of dreams um when do you guys think we're going to see psvr 2 let's just throw out quick predictions mm. e3 2022 yeah Whoa. i could see it E3, I, I could see news about it at E3, maybe like holiday season, twenty twenty. I'm okay. Two or three. I'm gonna just say I think it's a hot enough take to just say that Sony's gonna be at E3 2022. <laughs> uh, I I don't think we'll see PSVR two until twenty twenty three. Yeah, I could see that. Like I I don't think we're even gonna see it until 2023 i bet we won't play it until late 2023 i mean they've they've made announcements and like they they've shown like the designs and stuff they've shown the controller yeah and and i think that the reason that they did that was just because it was one of those things of like we have to be sending this to to developers and so like let's just show it now because otherwise there's going to be pictures of it on twitter tomorrow you know yeah and and like we can either control the narrative or we can you know be a drug along by the narrative and yeah. thank god it's an actual controller this time and not the playstation move controller yeah, for real i was gonna say the same thing like the no. weakest thing the two weakest things about psvr is one tracking source and it's the camera mm-hmm. that shit sucks <laughs> Sorry, it does Sony, and then like the um the, the moves are just yeah, the atrocious. PS move, the move ones so, are terrible. all of them put together is like it's not good. I mean, it's it's an it it works. You know, it's the experience, and you can get like it's it's still decent. But I think the Oculus now is Oculus Go or whatever is probably a much better yeah the... um a much better buy instead of the PlayStation vr well yeah for a similar price too and i mean not to mention meta has uh has made it very clear that they're that they're like super interested in vr as the future versus sony is like yeah we're gonna do another a follow-up to that little pet project that we had going for the last few years like to Sony, it's a pet project, and to Meta, it's it's like this is this is the future of our company, right? And I'm so damn sad about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wish anyone, anyone but Facebook. Like, I mean, even uh, well, fucking, and Google. I wouldn't have wanted Google, but even even Google, I would be better with than fucking Facebook. Well, true, but I still wouldn't want if it was Google. I'd be saying anyone but Google, but I don't know. <laughs> It's just those those are the two companies that are in the best 
position to be able to make a metaverse, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. But yeah, I mean I uh I I won't take part in in the metaverse if uh if meta actually makes it happen. So just that's that's not for me. It's sad. It's sad admittance. But... Even if they make it like legit full on ready player one, I still won't do it. That's I might. <laughs> I, I I would try it. I would try it. But the second that we have like neural lace added on top, like Facebook get the fuck out of my brain. Like no. Mm. Like the second that that goes through, like no thank you. I don't even want them tracking my eyes. I don't want anything. I don't I don't want them knowing my fucking name. I hate Facebook so much. I mean, they can track my eyes if they want. All I'm going to be looking at is boobs and butts. So, <laughs> well, you're not going to get much data there. Tim, you have an Oculus headset, right? I do. Which one? Uh, it's the Rift S. Nice. And it's it's yeah. like pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, for 300 bucks. Works great. Hooks up to my computer. Makes me feel like I'm falling if I'm actually like falling in midair, yeah. which makes me sick. So you know what? I'm calling it good. That's a really good litmus test for VR is like, do you feel like you're falling? Yep. Okay. Um, Even though I can firmly feel my feet planted on the ground, I feel like I'm falling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So Blizzard Entertainment. We're going to move on from, from Hogwarts and VR. Blizzard Entertainment. Uh, has announced that both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed into 2023. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't expecting either of these games in 2022. So, I mean, Diablo 4 I was, but not Overwatch 2. Yeah. Oh. We've we've known about Diablo 4 for a while now. We found out about them at at the same BlizzCon. Did we? I don't remember Overwatch 2 being there, but that's probably because they haven't really said much about that specific game since. I know we've heard a lot more about Diablo since then. Well, just looking at how long Diablo 3 was delayed, I wasn't expecting... Like, they showed us Diablo 4, and I was like, oh, that'll be cool for people who play Diablo in, like, 2025. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I... Diablo 4, I did expect coming in 2022. Overwatch, no. But seeing all the shit that they've had to deal with this year, rightfully yeah. so, yeah. it's understandable that they would want to push back their stuff and delay everything. Yeah, I mean, they, they deserve what they've got going on. Because it, like... There, there has been investigation. Like there, and and I think that that's the proper way to handle it. Not not wanting to like dive too deep into this, but I think the proper way to handle it is like you can't you can't be pulling the trigger and and you know before an investigation. You can't do that on allegation alone. But there has been an investigation, and and like it was after investigation that at that point the state of California was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna sue them. And so, uh, to me, it's just. Go ahead, Nathan. All right. So, so let's just give a quick overview because I actually don't know what you're talking about. Um, what all has Blizzard been dealing with? I know that there is some, there was some sort of uh, issue with like McCree and stuff, but I don't know if it's that or something else. 
Okay. Because he said that the state of California wants to sue them. So, well, what so the, the state of California is in the process of suing them for work for uh, like unsafe working conditions and whatnot. Oh. Um, and the reason being is because there were like people who who um, victims who went about everything in the correct way instead of like tweeting on on you know instead of going out and tweeting and being like oh yeah so and so assaulted me that's i mean that's we have we have law enforcement go to law enforcement and so uh so they they did and then there was a massive investigation for like months uh secretly and then they um a few months ago i want to say like two or three months ago at this point they uh the state of california was like okay we have a lot of evidence and we're gonna sue activision blizzard for unsafe working conditions and and the unsafe working conditions were almost entirely sexual and so like there are practices at activision blizzard that are like they when new women are hired they force them to crawl through the like through the office and like crawl into everyone's cubicles of like crawl into the cubicles of all the men and whatnot and the fuck yeah and, and so like what it really really <laughs> disgusting demeaning shit like really fucking horrendous um what the fuck and and, and I mean, there's it's way more than that, but that's the one that like stuck out in my brain is like this is just super dehumanizing. Well, that's um, insane! What the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't mean to be laughing. It's just like no, yeah. I, I that was so unexpected. It, it's like, like unbelievable. It's like something you you like literally cannot believe. Yeah, like I can't. Even, I I I picture it and it looks stupid. Like it's just like why would someone want? Or even be able to enforce that, or like, like what? Yeah, it's mean, so ridiculous that people who write pornos wouldn't even go in this direction. Exactly. Yeah, and and so and and so, like, I don't fault you for laughing because it's like it's such a, it, it's just so absurd that it's like disbelief. What the fuck? Exactly. How could this possibly be real? Um, it is, and and then there's like a bunch of other stuff that has happened that I don't know the specific details on but um but yeah i mean they like activision blizzard they're <laughs> fucking nasty and like they deserve what they're going through right now um that being said i think call of duty this year is kind of being thrown to the lambs like they're just they're are thrown to the wolves they're they're just like trying to kind of fly under the radar and and as a result call of duty is gonna is gonna die is gonna suffer um, which I, it sucks not because like, oh, I love Call of Duty and not because it's like, oh, you know, we should, we should still be able to play game, play their games or whatever. But it sucks because that's like the people at Ravensoft, like they, they did a lot of work on Vanguard and like, you know, suddenly you're just, your work isn't being seen by the audience that it was meant for because your because some Other jackasses shit, yeah. at your parent company like that sucks for those people and i feel for those people um mm. and, and but you know they're these victims need to be addressed and they need to be taken care of and it's 
it's a whole fucking thing. But I, I also, Tim, I, I think that, you know, you were speculating that like maybe these delays are coming as a result of that. I think that maybe these delays are coming as like just to try and distance themselves from this more. Probably, yeah. I could see it. I could see it being both, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, I mean, Blizzard classically has been kind of like Rockstar, in which they don't release games very often, like, and they take a long time to make it and perfect it and stuff. So it's like, hopefully, like, if if anything, they get rid of this shit, they figure it out, you know, and uh, they pay their dues. And then they can get back to working on it, and it's not, you know, they well, can do what Blizzard has done and been loved for, honestly. Yeah. With the great games that they make. But I, that's, that's all. Whew. I, that's I just, fucking rough. I want to correct one thing that you said, and, and like, I think that you'll agree with me. I, I don't want these people paying their dues. I want these people gone. Like, Bobby Kotick, I want him gone. And, and like these right, people yeah. that were doing this, I want them gone. There needs to be new leadership in this, like in both of these companies. And act- well, I guess right. it's one company, but like there needs to be new leadership. And I, I hope that like they can boot these people while managing mm. to salvage the people who are innocent and, and the victims crime, like the victims jobs. I, I hope they manage to salvage anyone who wasn't involved I hope they manage to salvage their job and enough reputation to continue without those people involved. Um, Either dues. I, 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 yeah. I think that was a bad way to say it. And I agree. I think more, what I meant was like, I hope that they do what needs to be done, but yeah. And um, no, I, and, and I figured, the consequences, I figured that know. that's what you meant. I, I just wanted to make it like crystal clear. There aren't dues to be paid here. And, and like just crystal clear for like anyone listening not not for you but like we all agree uh yeah. all three of us there aren't dues to be paid here there these people need to be gone easy as that yeah um, oh, but what if i want to parade myself through the halls and introduce myself i mean in all Tim, the cubicles? if you want to go crawl through the hall <laughs> crawl through the like cubicles <laughs> maybe that'll qualify it hurts to say that to work it hurts to say that yeah it's a horrible horrible thing that's happening so yeah um, but no, I, I do think that this is this delay is probably just to distance themselves, um, you know, kind of distance themselves, recover, let the news cycle, let let like another, you know, 52 news cycles go by and then uh, and then release these games and, and hopefully be less. Hopefully this issue is less in the forefront of people's minds. I mean, Yes, and also possibly, you know, that actually doesn't make a lot of sense, considering by the time the end of next year rolls around, they probably will have been sued. They probably, the court case probably will have been wrapped yeah. up at that point, Maybe. which means that they'll need even additional time to wait for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting to see these games in 2022. Uh, at this point, I would be surprised to see these games in 2023. I think the absolute soonest we see these games, either of them, is like 2024. And and yeah. Diablo, 
2026. I mean, let's be fair. World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft is going to continue to paying their way for the next yeah. couple of years, anyways. Yeah. So. And then though, like they've been losing players. Like my brother has been playing. This is anecdotal, but my brother's been playing WoW for a long time, super addicted, and then only recently he's like, ah, I'm going to go to New World and try that out and do some other stuff. And they've lost like 13% of their player base. Well, so, I don't know, man. They lost. We'll, like we'll see how it does, but they lost probably doesn't those players make because of what happened here. Right. And, but. um, no, but I mean, like, even losing like 13% of their player base, that WoW will continue. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a new expansion coming out this next year. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm correct. Fair. Yeah. I think so. Um, so yeah, like, you're going to bring more people in. More people will come back. Like, people are going to forget about this and it's just going to go on, anyways. So, I could see World of Warcraft paying their way through this trying time for them. <laughs> Can't even believe I'm calling it that. Shouldn't yeah. be calling it that. No. And, yeah. So, no, the situation's I, fucked. I, I agree with you, Tim. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, you know, guys, that's, that's the news this week. It's time for the topic of the show. All right, uh, topic of the show. So, ever since I, you know, okay, first of all, let's nail down when did this scalping start? Because I think it was actually before the PS5 and the series consoles were released. I think it was actually with NVIDIA 3000. Um, and, and like mm. pre-orders this this all started around like 15 months ago like september ish of 2020 they these, i have no idea these consoles are still not on shelves yep and so i i just i wanted to open the floor i, I wanted to just have you know, kind of a loosey goosey. Let's there. I don't have any structure for this. What do you guys think can be done to fix this problem? Um, trackers and a shotgun. Always, <laughs> always a good, good first move. But no, it, on a more serious note, like it, it comes down to those shipping it. Um, they need to have higher restrictions on things because you can make multiple accounts buy multiple devices and ship them yeah. to one place put in place like a restriction on addresses like you can only have one or two of these shipped to a specific address that makes it a thousand times harder because unless you're going to get your neighbors involved or you're going to go take out a p.o box and multiple different towns around you're not going to be able to do this as effectively yeah yeah i i'm just wondering like There's not really any motivation for Sony to want to do that, though. Like, well, no, they're they're making money either way. Yeah. They don't. And and so then, I mean, if we go, and I I want to throw in maybe maybe it's too soon to throw this variable in, but I'm I'm gonna do it anyway. So, if you're looking at a standard supply and demand curve, right? You you have supply and you have demand, and like where they intersect is called an equilibrium. Um, 
and then and to set an an accurate a fair retail price basically any ms like any uh manufacturer or any company looks at okay what is the equilibrium and then let's go a little bit up from there and that's where that's where we're going to set our price uh but then the market because they're going to lose some sales like they won't sell as many as they would at the equilibrium price um but the market like a huge portion of the market is willing to tolerate a slightly higher price so my question for you guys is the market has proven with gpus in particular the market has proven that it's willing to sustain a like to tolerate a significantly higher price than than what was originally suggested so and i guess i shouldn't say gpus in particular like ps5s um as as we're moving into the holiday season sales prices on ps5s like after uh aftermarket prices on ps5s and xbox series x's are going way way up again because demand is going up um it's christmas time people want yeah the kids as a present for whoever exactly and so we're seeing prices going back up but we're seeing these things sell for like almost double the msrp and so what we've seen happen in gpus happen to gpus is if they're selling for like double msrp the manufacturers are just raising the prices the manufacturers are saying okay well if scalpers can sell it for that price we can sell it for that price and so they're kind of i mean they're 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 cutting out a lot of scalping and so we're not seeing nearly as many gpus being scalped as we were like six months ago or even three months ago. But it's like, you know, it, what does it matter if a scalper is gouging you? Like what's the practical difference if a scalper is gouging you or if a, if a manufacturer is gouging you. And so how do we solve that problem? Because manufacturers, like how do we solve the problem of manufacturers changing the price? Oh, you're actually asking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm asking um, you guys. I mean, fuck. Like, because it's something that wasn't anticipated. No, but like, let's say product X goes on the market for 500 MSRP. Mm-hmm. It's where it starts. Find a way to make it so resale of product X can't be sold for more than the 500 msrp like across the board no matter where you are put in some kind of system to detect if it is and just shut it down immediately but like how do you do that like yeah that'd be a lot of resources a lot of resources a lot of programming a lot of a lot of bullshit do you think that like okay so let's say a ps5 right so PS5s, yeah. last I checked, are selling for like between seven fifty and a thousand right now on yep. eBay. So, and, and like, who's culpable? Who who's responsible? So, is Sony responsible to make sure that okay, you know, we know that so and so bought this, like, we know that Tim bought this PS5 at Best Buy, like based on the serial number. We know that, and you know, based on the credit card we know that Tim Miller bought this PS five at Best Buy. And then if it is then activated by someone else, does then, is it like, does Sony then brick the console? 
<laughs> That'd be kind of epic, but also shitty because it's like, what about like gifting on Christmas? You know? Ex- well, <laughs> like, yeah, you gift on Christmas or like you, you want you authentically want to sell your PS5. See, mm-hmm. by doing that, you're kind of just hurting the buyer. You're not hurting right. the seller in this scenario. And so, like, how where... do you? I think, I think, honestly, like, in in general, the the scalping could be solved by like you you purchase it through like your Sony account, which is hooked up to your phone number. It has your address, and then you limit you limit like just one per account. And, like, it's just, you have to have all this other information filled out so that it's, you know, and it's not just random shit, you know? You can't just, like, like, it's got to have, like, human, like, authentication and stuff with the phone number and all this other stuff. I mean, even, like, the thing, too, yeah, the, the thing is, is, like, you can't even use, like, a Google number on a lot of things like uh Google mm-hmm. phone or what, whatever it's called. You can't even use that phone number or those phone numbers to make extra accounts on things because it's already set up. Like for a lot of things, they know like, okay, this isn't your phone number. This is like a Google number. You know, this isn't, you can't use this. A lot of sites. Uh, cause, and I know, cause I've tried it with different things. It's like, I don't want to put my real phone number in here. Nathan's I'm just going to use my spam phone number. No, no, no. <laughs> but like for, for other things, like stupid things that require a phone number that I'm like, why does this require a phone number? You know, I think all that that would be, sites. huh? Yep. All those porn sites. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Browsers. Okay. I got it. All right. Whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> it, like, that kind of stuff it would probably be really helpful the issue then is like okay well what if your phone number changes or you know someone else like you get a new phone number and someone else had like their sony account attached Mm -hmm. to the phone number that they just gave up you know but i mean if you can authenticate it and only one account has it at the time at the same time it's like that's going to help most people in the situations and you just buy it from like like so from Sony that Sony or, stops seeding to retailers either that or like you have to like authenticate it with like the purchase with your Sony account through retailers somehow um especially particularly online if it's like in person i feel like i don't know oh how... okay you're you're giving me an idea here so what if there was some sort of like uh, purchase verification system through um god i'm trying to think okay what if there was like some sort of purchase verification system through like you know you go to best buy and w- at checkout you have to go through like you know authenticating your your sony account like hey this is you know this is my email this is my phone number this is this is my account and like log into your psn and then and then it associates at Best Buy, it associates that serial number with your PSN. And then suddenly it's like you can say, um, you know, then suddenly if if it's like not activated or let let's say you can't log in to any other PSN account besides your own on that PS5 
until like you can't log into any other PSN account until you've logged in with your own. And then once that's happened, then it's like you, you know, there's like a period of time. So, so Ferraris, um, so Ferrari has a, has a program where when you buy a Ferrari, you sign a contract that states, I will not sell this car for X amount of months. And, and when you buy a PS five, you do like an authentication thing and you sign like a, terms of service thing that says i will not sell this ps5 for x amount of months and then you know that's that's what you do and 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 wild and like then your your playstation id is associated with that ps5 and like tied to it like they are they are tied at the hip for you know six months yeah, the wild thing too. Like, how would you deal with someone buying like a PS5 for their kid who's never had a Sony system? Oh, too? Like, that's a know? tough thing. Like, I mean, because then I mean, it's gatekeeping, and then they're just gonna get an Xbox. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the rough one too. And I think like, I mean, and, and then like, if you have to just make an account previously beforehand. It means people can just keep making accounts, like because the time constraint isn't there anymore, right? Like, mm. like because they can just spend all like one day just making a shit ton of Sony accounts, finding a way to do it, yeah, and then start scalping whenever they purchase and sell so, set account with it, yeah, uh, yeah, and just keep connecting it to to false accounts that they've had to the time to new make accounts and be like, hey, it's you know, yep, just make sure not to like, just make sure to leave this account on this ps5 for six months i don't know i'm starting to like that killing everybody option yeah well i <laughs> yes um i so i think i i'm kind of thinking that and and i knew that this was kind of where this conversation was going to take us is like it, it can't be solved but scalpers are selling it for more and manufacturers are selling it for more for like gpus who deserves who is like morally most entitled to that extra money is it the manufacturer who said oh this this should cost five hundred dollars and it's selling for eight hundred does the manufacturer deserve that extra three hundred or does the retailer deserve that extra three hundred or does the scalper deserve that extra three hundred? That's a good question. I I think no one deserves. That. Well, I yeah, no <laughs> one as a consumer. Yeah, that's easy to say, but like the, the consumer deserves the extra three hundred is what it is. But yeah. yeah, that's not what's happening, right? But like, I guess at the end of the day, like. You have to give it to the scalpers for actually, you know, going out there doing this and actually making money off of it. See, I kind of. Uh, so I, I, I disagree. I because I think rewarding the scalpers is incentivizing them to keep doing it. And they're going to keep doing it regardless. Yeah, but, it's just kind of I don't know. I think in one way, it's just kind of our new reality. Like, yeah. Yeah, just like getting COVID tests and vaccines, like. <laughs> well, and and so you think that this is going to happen indefinitely? This is just this is just how think, it is now. 
Yeah, I think it's probably just the way that it's going to be for for a while, anyways. Yeah. But I I don't think it'll be until they figure out a system. But I I don't think it's the system that's needed. I think we just need to eliminate the shortage of chips and everything that we need to build said things, so we can build them on a larger scale because they just haven't been able to do so because of all these shortages in the past year. Well, and yeah, unfortunately, Didn't... yeah. They just can't pump out enough for the actual market when you can get enough to actually get them in on shelves. Like, yeah, there's some are going to be scalped, but, but it, having... it's going to, I mean, scalpers are going to like when a scalper, if there's an, in, there an infinite supply, it wouldn't be right. Yeah. It would, wouldn't be lucrative to scalp. Well, and, and I mean, it's going to get close enough that like, it's going to get easy enough to get a PS five that like, even if scalpers are scooping up, up like getting the opportunity to scoop up a PS5, if it's easy enough to be like, oh shit, that scalper beat me to it, I'll try and get one tomorrow. And like, I, realistically, I will get one, you know, within the next few days. Once it gets to that level, you know, there's still going to be people that are going to be willing to pay the scalper, but the number of people that are willing to pay the scalper is going to be so much lower that the scalper is going to make like, what 50 bucks on that console yeah and at, yeah. at that point then they're just gonna stop they're just it's not worth it to the scalper they'll to, move on to a new product at that point yeah and and i mean i it's ultimately tim i i do agree with you like really the answer is we just need to get the supply chain going again like yeah get COVID. it working like we need to get it working at a better place than it was before covid started because gaming has grown like specifically gaming if we're talking about playstation xbox all that has grown tremendously in the past like three or four years you can't put out the same like amount of launch consoles that you did when say the game ps2 came out all that stuff came out like you can't even when the yeah ps4 xbox one even when all that stuff came out you can't i remember i remember when the ps4 and the xbox one came out And it was like, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, the days of, like, it being impossible to get one are over. Because, like, I I remember when the GameCube and the Xbox came out. They came out, I think they came out on the same day. Um, and, And I was, you know, it was like, gaming was, like, popular, but it was still kind of a niche hobby. Um, and so they, they didn't produce like a metric fuck ton of them. Like, like they do. Now. Yeah. But I could still go into stores and get one. Back like then, I went. So like, I, well, here's, here's the thing back then on like day one, you couldn't. And, and I got like, I got just stupid lucky because the place that I, that I pre-ordered my GameCube at didn't get their shipment. And there was a, there was a Walmart or a, a Kmart across the parking lot. And we went to that Kmart and we were like, hey, do you have any GameCubes left? And she was like, no, we sold all of our GameCubes and Xboxes, um, like, you know, at like, you know, within five minutes of, of opening. And then this guy, another guy that worked there was like, no, I'm pretty sure that I saw one, like one fell behind a box back there and I was just busy this morning. And so, and, and she like looks behind and she's like, oh yeah, we have one left and they had one left and they sold it to me. And it was amazing. It was this, this incredible nice. moment. Um, but 
but like that was and and then when the 360 launched right tim when did you get your 360 i didn't get my 360 right away i think i had it had been out for like a year when i got mine i didn't get mine till halo 3 launched i got mine oh wow so you got yours like almost two years in yeah yeah it was a while after i got mine a month in and it was at the point where it was like my dad was going to target and walmart every single morning being there when they opened every morning for like a month and we finally got one and then when the ps4 came out ps4 and xbox one i just like i pre-orders went live on the ps4 and i just like i was driving down i-25 and i just pulled out my phone and i pre-ordered it on amazon and it was that easy it just like i didn't have to rush i didn't have to like click 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 you know and i thought oh i guess i guess those days are over and then like this guy that I was in college with decided, oh, yeah, I, I, I want a PS4. And he just went that day that they came out. And he, he was like, yeah, you know, waited. He was like 30 minutes early before the store opened and he got one. And so I thought, oh, those days are over. Like gaming is big enough that people want it, like that, that they're making enough of them. Um, but, Tim, I do agree with you that we're at we're at a point where it's it's gotten so big and the supply for these for this hardware hasn't grown with the with the hobby itself which i think probably at the end of the day is the core of the issue like without having it readily available for everyone it's just scalpers are going to take advantage of it yeah and until that that one specific thing is fixed it's going to be hell until yeah. then yeah, no, and and it's a shame to that like this conversation is ending with just like yeah we can't fix it. Actually, I have an idea. I'm, t- I'm telling you, shotgun, it'll work. <laughs> Tim, we're gonna come back to your shotgun idea. Nathan, tell me what you got. So, <clears throat> I think we should um, create an association in which you can be registered to that you have to register all your consoles to like guns and it can yeah and and it'll treat them it'll, like guns treat them like guns and you get you know like you you have a number and um all your consoles get registered to this gaming profile that's that's unified and then you know maybe it'll expand to uh to uh to groceries and and cars and then you know maybe this this association needs to um also like uh you know register politicians and everything and and then eventually we'll just have a new the new world, world government brother yeah <laughs> okay i was with you for and a it'll second start with scalping i was with you for a second and here i i actually am going to flesh out your idea the esrb <laughs> should do this Oh, that'd be interesting. You should have an account with the ESRB. And when you check out at whatever retailer you're buying from, you register the console with your ESRB. And and you only get one until there's like, until supply goes up, you only get one. And so Man. if you're buying it for your kid, that sucks. You don't get one. If you're buying it for your 
and like you have to verify your ESRB account like with a with a photo ID, like government issued ID. <laughs> and and like you're buying, uh, you get one Xbox, you get one PlayStation, you get one GPU. You don't get to buy them for your, you know, your significant other wants one. Well, your significant other better set up their own fucking ESRB account. Can you imagine, like, just, like, like I think it's funny hearing you say that in particular just because you're the one that has multiple Xboxes for Oof. different rooms in your house. Nathan, don't tell the people that. <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean you don't have multiple playstation 5s for every room in your house so no i don't they're not they can't be that mad you're following the rules halfway but i anyway I like had an opportunity to get a ps5 and it took multiple people to talk me out of it oh uh, he has a problem ladies and gentlemen he does. He's I was collector. just like, ah, I want another one for my living room. And uh, and it took Jillian, Ethan, and Dom to all talk me out of it. They all had to say, don't be a dick. <laughs> I'm glad you listened. And that was Andrew's PS5. Ah, uh, there you go. He's on well, constantly yeah, now. I, is he really? Oh, yeah. I get notifications at least like three times a day that he's turned it on and has come online. <laughs> Oh wow. That's so weird. I don't know why you guys have that set up. It's like it's like our friend Gabe. Every time I turn on my Xbox, I get an email like a message from him. He messages me and says like Abner has entered the game on Xbox. Yes. And it's he's he's been consistently doing it since August. Yeah. It's like been that, months. like and and then I, I was talking to Ethan the other day, our other friend, and, and he was he said that he's been doing it to him too. Yeah, he, and I was he like, does that it is to some, me too. Dedication. Me it. That's crazy. I, how like we should just uh, we should coordinate a day in which we all just turn on our Xboxes on and off all day, <laughs> just to, <laughs> just to get him to like be super busy. <laughs> it's a good thing that he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he won't even see it coming. Yep. <laughs> I no. I okay. I think the ESRB thing is actually the best idea. And and like how how does the ESRB get funding? They, you know, publishers pay for it. And so But the problem though, the problem with that though is that they could just register the console after purchasing it from a scalper. You know? No, no, I mean? no. You register at the time of checkout. Uh And so if you're checking out on bestbuy.com, it prompts you to register with the ESRB. And so how does how does the SRB get funding to like to operate? Publishers have to pay a fee. That you have to pay a fee to get your game rated. And so if like so if you want to sell PS5s, you have to pay the SRB. Like retailers would have to pay the ESRB. Interesting. No one no one no one hates the ESRB either. They'd be a great third party. I mean, they kind of do need a rework. Let's be yeah, real here. Yeah, honestly, a, a lot of a lot of people hate the ESRB. Why? What 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 is the argument for that? Uh, eh, I don't know. I don't mind the ESRB. I mean, I haven't cared about ratings on games since I turned 17. I haven't cared could... about them 
Well, I I thought that yeah, because it was like wicked cool to be playing an an M game before you were you know allowed to. Yeah, yeah. And like the only, it's yeah. I don't know. Here we are playing like rated E for everyone games and stuff all the time anyway. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's just silly. Wow. But you guys, we did it. The ESRB is the solution. And you get yeah. one of each until every ESRB, like, I, you, okay. You go to your account on the ESRB website and you indicate, yes, I am interested in buying this. Yes, I am interested in buying that. You know, I'm interested in buying a PS5. I'm interested in buying an Xbox. And then let's say, let's say there are like, you know, 10 million people on the ESRB that have said, I'm interested in buying a PS5. Then once, then you, each, each person that says I'm interested in buying a PS5 gets one. And then once they've sold 10 million of them, once all of those people have gotten one, then you can go get another. I mean, it could just be a third party too. Like, you know, we'll call it the anti-scalper society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, and and I no, I agree with you. I think the ESRB is perfectly poised to be the ones to do this. The one problem I have with what you just said, <laughs> someone could register and say, "Yeah, I want this," and just never buy it, so no one could ever get more than one. Mm, that would happen. But uh, let's okay. I would be that. Dick. I feel like... like I'm in Letter Kenny right now at the moment <laughs> where where he's like, "What did he say?" I said, like. Florida Seminole Vesicles, and nobody laughed, and I thought that was funny. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Anti-scalper society. Ass. Ass. Oh, okay. I, I didn't catch on to that. Damn it. I said it out loud. Well, so did you... Uh, <laughs> just weren't paying attention. Did, no, I, I just wasn't putting the acronym together. Did you see... Um. I said it. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear anyway. you say ass. Yeah, I must not have caught that part either. Did Damn you see it. what uh, Linus Tech Tips did for... um? their anti-scalper thing no so they did they did a program where on they they like partnered with uh manufacturers and they would get an allotment of gpus and they would announce hey you know and and they would put them on their lttstore.com but they would keep the the page hidden so you couldn't access it you had to know the exact web address and then they would announce the web address in a cryptic message in one of their videos. So you had to be watching the videos right away. And then you had to type in the, the web address. And then you went through the gauntlet. And, like, you went through, like, a little quiz. And then it would take you to the product page where you could, um, where you could like, buy it. So basically fighting bots that way, right? And they hmm, called it the... I kind of like that idea. They called it the Verified Actual Gamer program. Verified Actual Gamer. What were some of the questions like? Vag. Vagpa. <laughs> Vagpa. So, um, there were just like questions about video games. Just like. You know, like. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt. No, like, yeah, yeah. But the idea, like, like it, it's kind of an, an interesting idea of like. 
like almost ready player one where it's like you have to beat a game in order to be able to buy one like you just have to beat like you have to prove a, a, a fairly simple yeah a very a fairly simple game but like something Instead that of some asshole to like that's just trying to yeah. you know pick up uh GPU just rubber banding some... the, yeah. their joysticks together yeah exactly <laughs> that'd be kind of neat so i've earned this program um, I went through the gauntlet a few times just to like see if I could do it, and it was fun. I got an opportunity to buy a thirty eighty and like a sixty seven hundred XT or something like that. Um, but you know, I I wasn't. And like, you didn't call me. Sorry. Like immediately. I mentioned. God this, damn. I mentioned this in the Discord one time, and and Dom was like, "Well, hey, you know, if you get an opportunity to thirty eighty again, please let me know." And I was like, really? You have a 2080 Ti? And he's like, yeah, but, you know. It's like, okay. I have an RX 580. I am in much more dire need. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm mad at you right now. Don't you have Dom's computer now? Ethan Uh, sold it to you? Ethan didn't even sell it. He gave it to me. What the fuck? In the scalping days. Ethan was like, here, have this computer. Oh, by the way, there's a 1080 Ti in it. Jeez. I'm so mad that I couldn't ever get that thing to to work for video editing. Works fine for me. Oh, it's so not there's... for me. It would it would like brick itself, which is so weird. Like like I would lose my display when I was video editing with that. Oh but games I... game I could game for days. But video editing, it just like, oh, dude, like, no, dude, no, working too hard. I uh, I put some money into it, so I put like I put a new power supply into it, which is the thing that it needed the most by far. Um, and then I uh, and I did a terabyte SSD. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah. So, all right, well, guys, I think we actually did it. I was, I was, n- I. Like full disclosure, I was one hundred percent not expecting us to be able to succeed in doing this, but I think the ESRB program solves the problem. I, I kind of like ass personally. But... Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna ask. grab my shotgun. This is much much simpler. Uh, Tim, you need to let go of that plan. It's not gonna work. But now that we've solved the world's problems, you're welcome. It's time for the weekly trivia challenge. See you. Final answer. <laughs> okay this week's trivia challenge is which of the following games faced a notoriously difficult development period that would eventually result in the development team being forced to uh to scrap a huge final act of the game including their originally intended ending Instead, being forced to end on a cliffhanger. Was it A, Mass Effect 3, B, Halo 2, C, Ocarina of Time, or D, Madden 08? B, final answer. Can you say them again? I'll read you the question and the answers again. Thank you. Which of the following games faced a notoriously difficult development period that would eventually result in the development team being forced to scrap a huge final act of the game, including their originally intended ending, 
instead being forced to end on a cliffhanger? Was it A, Mass Effect 3, B, Halo 2, C, Ocarina of Time, or D, Madden 08? Madden? Madden 08. Madden? Yes. Does Madden have a story? I don't know, Nathan. Does it? There's no way. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, man. Clearly, it's not Madden. Okay. Don't shrug I, and say okay. That's a, that's a are horrible... You, are you upset at me for giving you a very easy-to-eliminate possibility? <laughs> no, I just think it's really funny, the idea of, like, having a cliff... Ang- like, like, I just picture the game ending... Like right before, like a field goal kick, and it doesn't tell you whether you got it or not. That's, That's where it ends. Joke. Just the super, it's just the super Bowl, and it ends like that. And there you go. That would You'll be that would be incredible. That would be. I would like Madden after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch those reacts on TikTok all the time just to see people so fucking pissed. All right, Nathan, what's your answer? Oh well, it's not Madden. <laughs> I wish it was, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, Mass Effect seems like the other one that would be like, okay, like, yeah. Like, that, like, I could see that being one where, because everyone hated the ending, but I also didn't play that, so I couldn't say. But I feel like Mass Effect probably would have had a more tumultuous development cycle than Halo 2. But Halo 2 also ended on a pretty crazy cliffhanger as well. I just know people hated the ending of Mass Effect 3, so I don't know. But You gotta pick an answer. What was the third one again? Ocarina of Time. Oh, well, I don't think it's that either. <laughs> I don't know. Tim, Tim, you're saying, no, you're no, saying no, Halo? No. Don't use Tim. Tim's answer is locked in. Your answer. Yeah, I'll just hedge our bets and say Mass Effect. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you, the answer to this question could have very easily been found just in the context of the question and the answers. Mass Effect 3 was the end of a trilogy. Why would it end on a cliffhanger? Ocarina of Time. All Zelda games are standalone. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, Mass Effect was the end of a trilogy, but everyone hated the ending. Uh, I didn't hate the ending. All right. Most people hated the ending. Okay. And and you're correct. There is no story mode in Madden. So good job, Nathan. Damn. (laughs) If only. It was Halo 2. Okay. Good job, Tim. (laughs) Had our bets and we came out on top. Good job, Tim. All right. Well, um... That's all we have for you guys tonight. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe on whatever uh, podcast platform you found us on. You can see everything we do all in one spot over at coldnorthpro.com. We'll be back next week talking about whatever happens in the next seven days. So until then, reset. I'm going to pitch a story campaign to John Madden himself. And it's going to be about a, a lowly college football athlete who finally gets into the big leagues and then um 
I don't know. You're describing through his sins already. In the last Is it, am I really? Man, I should make a video game. You already do. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. With unlimited free delivery, a Walmart Plus membership helps with whatever life throws your way. And the holidays throw a lot. Like when you make a gift list, check it twice, but still forget someone. Or when you plan a dinner for four, but 14 show up. Or when you turn away for two seconds and your dog eats the turkey. Bad boy, Dino! Walmart Plus saves the holidays with unlimited free delivery on fresh groceries and more at everyday low prices. Start your free trial membership at walmartplus.com. $35 order minimum restrictions apply. See membership details. Live from a basement in Dubuque, Iowa. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. 30 minutes from the Field of Dreams and four hours from the closest professional sports team. It's not a lie if you believe it. On the banks of the Mississippi River. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I you. It's the Degenerate Sports Betting Show with Matthew Friedman. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. And now your host, Matthew Friedman. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Freeman, Matt F. The Oracle. Welcome to the Degenerate Sports Betting Show brought to you by Best TV and sponsored by the FTN Network, where you can get all the season long and daily fantasy and sports betting content your degenerate heart desires, including my fantasy football write ups and all of my NFL sides, totals, and player props. Use the highly original promo code Freedman for 20% off of your FTN subscription. That is Freedman for 20% off at FTN. Thanks for checking out this show. Subscribe to the Best TV channel on YouTube and rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. All right, it is Wednesday. We have a massive NBA slate tonight, and here to help us break that down is Kyle Murray from FTN. Kyle, you do. I don't I don't know exactly what your official title is because you do so much at FTN. I know you do the projections. You write a lot of content. You handle everything in the optimizer. I believe you're sort of like – director of something projections what what is your title what is it that you do here uh so I, I don't really know my exact title i mean a few things have been bounced around but um i don't know i just kind of try to do as much as i can but yeah i do projections for the four main sports uh a lot of stuff in the optimizer have the optimal show every day uh, monday through friday which kind of uh, revolves around the optimizer so trying to push some of that content as well as just uh, work on the back end stuff, the optimizer, get the projections uploaded into that. And then content for the uh, the three main or the four main sports as well. The three main sports right now with MLB finally on a break, but uh, yeah, all the projections, all the, all the content for those sports, but uh, it's been a blast. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into the NBA slate, I have some kind of bigger picture questions going off script, but so you do all of the, this content and projections for a number of sports which one is your favorite sport? Uh, so my favorite one is basketball because mm-hmm. it's it's been my most profitable sport. Um, <laughs> my my favorite one to, to just enjoy is probably NFL because I think that that Sunday sweat is just uh, there's nothing else like it in DFS or betting. So I would say NBA because of it's my best sport I think, and then NFL because I enjoy it the most. Okay, now there's a difference between like your best sport and the one that you might be the best at 
analytically because they're you know like dfs isn't just like right. who has the best projections it's who has the best projections leveraged against ownership and putting all of it together in terms of creating projections which sport do you think you are the best at um well so i, I think everyone who does projections for multiple sports should answer that with nba because nba yeah. is the easiest sport to project um but in terms of the the models that i have that i think give me the best edge i would actually say uh, mlb because of my, my stacking model has been a, a really good tool for myself and subs over the last year and a half uh, and it's done done me really well so i'd actually say from an analytics perspective on, on in tournaments uh from a tournament perspective i think my models are actually best in mlb because they are so tailored towards having those those leverage driven opportunities kind of rise to the top of the models and then the stacking models and the player raiders i do think work really well for mlb so i actually prefer my MLB model over over the other models. I mean, I think looking at how accurate projections are, NBA would be the closest, um, but I think I like the MLB models the most right now. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, uh, I use your projections for NBA to help guide me on player prop bets. You know, because like, I, I don't, I'll just say, I don't follow NBA. Like that. that's why you're on the show because I can't <laughs> talk about NBA, right? Like I have a vague sense of what is happening uh but i can look in a spreadsheet put stuff in there kind of manipulate some numbers and say like okay i think this guy is probably going to hit the over on his rebound prop i can i can do that without really knowing much about what's happening within the nba but i'm always referring back to your projections to give me some sort of guide especially in terms of minutes played because that's that's the key to, to everything yeah. with NBA projections. But then also deriving from that, okay, if this guy's playing 29 minutes, does Kyle think that this guy is going to have seven and a half rebounds or eight and a half rebounds? And so I have found that your projections are a fantastic resource, not just for DFS, but also for player props. And so I want to ask kind of a follow-up question here before we get into the actual show, a follow-up question on that with the, the player projections so much of NBA is based on late breaking news, you know, especially in, in larger slates where you can have a number of guys who are injured, who are kind of on the borderline. Will he or will he not play? How is it that you take news into account uh, in terms of building your projections? And I would say, like, walk us through the process a little bit, kind of like early in the day. Are you taking a stand on, okay, I think this guy probably won't be playing tonight. So I'm going to already project his minutes to this backup player. Like, how is it that you kind of take, take all of this into account when creating your projections? Yeah. So I actually try to be pretty conservative when it comes to ruling players out because, you know, I think subscribers rely on projections pretty heavily. And I think that in NBA DFS, they should. So I do like, I, I feel like a little bit of responsibility to try to be as accurate with those uh, pre preset news, kind of plays uh i try to be as accurate as possible but obviously you can't get everything right so i i do find myself playing it more conservative for example if someone's been out you know the last couple of games maybe i'll i'll, I'll feel the need to rule them out but if someone's on the, on the injury report with a questionable tag and hasn't really been out any games i'll typically leave them in and if they're ruled out I like to have kind of notes of those injured players in my head so I know how I want to react to the changes. 
But I think as far as just knowing the rotations as much as possible, which, you know, I, I would be lying if I if I sat here and said I know all the rotations by by heart by now. Like, I, I just don't. We're like two or three weeks into the season. But what, while doing minutes manually, which I've been doing the past couple of years, you get a real good feel for how the rotations are looking. So when somebody's removed from that rotation, you get a really a really strong sense of who's going to step into that place. And obviously knowing the players and knowing kind of their their capabilities and how they can be used within the team. It's really helpful, but overall, I think doing minutes manually. So I actually have a I have a man, uh, a baseline projection for the minutes, but then I pretty much uh, override a lot of that with manual projections when I go through the rotations every day. Uh, so that's what I've been doing the past couple of years, and it's worked out really well. And it gives me a good strong sense of how the rotations are shaking out and which players can be plugged into into what scenario if a player would be ruled out. So that's kind of how I stay on my toes and be ready to adjust for that change. Okay. I absolutely, I could, I could talk with you or I talk with you. I could ask you questions all day, just getting information on the models, your projection process. I find all of this stuff fascinating, but let's, let's jump into today's slate again, a massive NBA slate. And, you know, for everyone who's looking at it for DFS, obviously go to FTN daily and check out the content we have there. Adam Pfeiffer has a great article there breaking down the value plays uh, for today's DFS slate, but for sports betting in particular, is there a game right now on the slate when you're looking at the odds, a game that really stands out to you as your favorite one? Um, so there's a couple. Uh, I, I think there's one that stands out as just a, I don't know if it's a misprice or if it's anything that is is shocking based on what we've seen so far this year, but it's shocking based on the fact that it's the reigning NBA champion and they're four-point underdogs against the Knicks of all teams. I mean, the Knicks have been great this year, so I guess that's more of a, a sticker shock type thing. But I think my favorite game to bet right now would be the Pelicans minus four and a half, potentially seeing Brandon Ingram back tonight. He's been out four games now with an injury. So if he comes back, I think this line would actually move in the favor of New Orleans. Uh, and I think you know, this might be a spot where, you know, in betting sometimes, you know, I mentioned for projections, I like to be conservative. But with betting, I don't think that that necessarily should be the case. You know, you want to jump on some of these lines that might move in your favor, which I think could be the case for the Pelicans if we see uh, Ingram ruled active. Or even if he doesn't play, I still think this number is a fine number. So I think right now, Pelicans minus four and a half would be my favorite pick. That's interesting. So even if he doesn't return, yeah. you think that this line is fair value and maybe even skewed towards uh, the Pelicans a little bit in terms of which way you should bet. If he returns, what do you think the line should be? Um, it's always tough to know, you know, early on in the year how much a, a guy can move the the number. But Brandon Ingram is like is a is a big time line mover in my opinion. I would say it would be probably closer to minus seven. Seven and a half, maybe. Uh, I know mm -hmm. that's a, a three points is a big move for a guy like Ingram, but I mean, again, he's he's their their top scorer, their best player. So uh, I, I do think that it would probably be closer to seven. Mm -hmm. Now, not to like handicap this too much, but what do you think the odds are that he actually comes back? Do you think so, it, do you think it's basically a coin flip? So I actually think it's, it's I think it's better than a coin flip now because mm -hmm. so this has been a, a trend for the past four or five days that he's played on where we've had to deal with the the injury news. And the last two days, I thought he would play uh, based on some reports from beat writers and all that stuff. So like last game, I thought he would almost certainly play because mm -hmm. in the, in the game, two games ago, some beat reporters were saying that it sounded like he was going to have a good shot at playing. Uh, and then last game he didn't play. So I actually think he has a, a better chance at suiting up than not uh, in this one. So I, I would probably say, 60 40 uh, or maybe even 65 35 that he plays 
Okay, I'm I'm making some notes. When we're done with the show, I'm I'm gonna go bet this game. This this is an intriguing game to me. All right, so the largest spread on the board right now, looking through this. And by the way, you can get our NBA odds uh, at FTN Bets, and you can just go to FTNBets.com/slash/NBA/slash/odds. But you can find all of odds for a number of sports on the odds page at FTN Bets. The game right now with the highest spread, I believe, is Brooklyn and Orlando. This was at nine. Brooklyn is now favored by 10. What are your thoughts on this game? Do you think that this line continues to move towards the Nets? Um, I, I think it probably, I think 10 is probably a good number. Um, I don't I don't know. I, I think if it did move, it would continue to move towards the Nets. But Orlando's been a, a surprisingly fine young team. Like they have a couple of really solid young players. Cole Anthony has been playing amazing basketball to start the year, uh, leading this Orlando team. I think, I think 10 is probably a good number. Um, I would actually, I actually don't mind Orlando plus 10 here. Uh, we just saw Brooklyn get blown out by Chicago, which I think Chicago is a great team too. I don't think Orlando's quite on Chicago's playing field, but we're seeing the Brooklyn Nets. They're, you know, susceptible to being in games where they maybe shouldn't be, or maybe playing down to their opponents because, you know, we know this team has the, the talent to compete with any team in the NBA, but they're dealing with a lot of things right now. No Kyrie, obviously that's a whole situation. Uh, and their rotation is just a little bit weird right now with some of the players that they brought in. You know, they have an almost an entirely new look team. Guys like Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, Paul Millsap, who's not really playing a whole lot, but they're bringing a lot of older players into their rotation here to kind of go alongside Harden and Durant. So any given night, if one of Harden or Durant are off, I think a team like Orlando, who's a young team, I think that they could easily uh, just find a way to stay in the game at plus 10. All right, to uh, to put some context on this, this line opened around eight, eight and a half, moved to nine, has now recently been bet to 10. So this line could continue to move based on the action that we've seen on it so far. And so you're saying that if you had to lean on a side right now at 10, you would probably go towards the Orlando Magic. And if there's the possibility that this line continues to move, maybe you just wait. Maybe you wait and at tip-off, this line is 11, 11 and a half. Maybe you just wait. And what are your thoughts on betting this closer to game time? Yeah, I I mean, it's probably not a bet or a game that I'm like dying to bet. Um, So I I would be totally fine with waiting out until – you know, closer to tip where we maybe see it move up another point or two. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick right now, if I had to decide on, you know, maybe a future bet, I would wait and see if, if Orlando would, would get them like plus 11 or plus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm, I'm looking down the board here. I want to get your thoughts on whether you think there are any specific games. Cause I know you talked about, uh, about the Bucks game. Uh, a little bit surprising to see them as underdogs. I know you mentioned uh, Pelicans. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on some other games, if there are some that really stand out to you as potentially being mispriced. But first, I have to ask you about my Dallas Mavericks. They are three-and-a-half-point road dogs in Chicago. Uh, I'm sort of pained by what we've seen out of the Mavericks this year. Uh, I've never really been in love with Jason Kidd as uh, a head coach. Uh, I'm not really in love with the roster that they have there in Dallas. I feel like they have one guy and then they're just trying to figure out what to do around him. And that hasn't really been conducive to, uh, I'd say like on court success and then definitely against the spread success. 
the Mavericks are one of the worst teams in the league right now against this spread. What are your thoughts on the Mavericks as three and a half point road dogs in Chicago? Uh, yeah, so I, I think the Mavericks in general are just a team that even dating back to last year are, are too good for how they're playing. They're kind of playing uh, subpar basketball. And that starts with someone like Porzingis, who just hasn't really been that elite level stretch forward that we've seen back when he was on New York, or even the first you know few stints with uh, here with Dallas. So I, I think eventually they'll kind of end up panning out to be a, a really strong team. But on the other end, Chicago has been very good this year. DeMar DeRozan is mixing in extremely well with Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, and Lonzo Ball. Um, I think this is one of the better, you know, if you had to say, okay, and I know everyone says the big three, but if, if we're talking like the top four from every team, Chicago has to be up there in terms of having the best top four talent. Um, it's a very strong team. So I think if I had to, to have a lean here, it would be Chicago minus three and a half. Um, just because Dallas, like you mentioned, all the things you mentioned, they're, they're kind of a team that does rely on Luka. So anytime you can get a night where, you know, if Luca has an off night, Dallas is probably in, in a whole lot of trouble. If DeMar DeRozan has a tough night, we'll just go to Zach Levine. If Zach Levine has a tough night, we'll just go to Nikola Vucevic. And you can't really make that case for Luca right now because, sure, you can at times get those 25-point games from Tim Hardaway, but he's not really going to go out and create his own shot. Um, and Porzingis, are we going to get that from him? I, I don't feel as confident in that as getting it from, you know, Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or, or Vucevic. So I would definitely lean Chicago minus three and a half here. Yeah, there's just – there's more depth. There's more depth that uh, Chicago has. And as you say – I, I feel for the Mavs to cover this, for them really to compete in this game, Luka has to be near his best. Yep. And that's just that's something that's not sustainable. Like, you can't have a guy be at his best every game. So that is tough. All right, looking at the rest of the board here, um, let's see. You know, I mentioned that the largest spread we have on the board is Nets Magic at 10 points. But then we do have, after that, a lot of games that are in that say like one to four point range. So some tighter spreads here. I'm wondering, and by the way, I'm definitely going to ask you about the heat at the Lakers, but I'm wondering if there are other games that really catch your eye. Uh, so the one that sort of catches my eye. And so you mentioned your Mavs. I'll talk about my Pistons here at plus three. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Is questionable for this one. And he's been uh, pretty much the best on ball scorer for Houston, you know, the best guy when they know they need to go get a bucket, they're going to Kevin Porter Jr. He's been the guy there. Uh, and then they're dealing with a couple of other injuries as well. So Detroit plus three, I mean, Detroit's as healthy as they're going to get right now. Um, Kate Cunningham back and he's playing at, at full capacity right now. They're, uh, they've announced that he's not going to have any kind of limitations. So number one overall pick who has showed a, a ton of inefficiency shooting he was like a 40% shooter, uh, three-point shooter in college last year. And after his first three games, he was one for 21 from three. I think he'll continue to get better. So Detroit plus three, you know, it's not a ring endorsement for Detroit, but I just don't think Houston is all that good either. So Detroit plus three, I don't mind taking them even to, to win this game at plus 135 uh, over on DraftKings. I don't hate that one there. Uh, so that's one that stands out to me. And then um, you mentioned the Heat. I think Heat minus four and a half could be a, an interesting pick. I know they're on, on the road in L.A., but I wouldn't really consider that being one of the toughest places to go play. And we're talking about a team with no LeBron and Anthony Davis, who is clearly dealing with some kind of illness that he's struggling with. After the third quarter last game, he was throwing up in the in the tunnel, uh, came out in the fourth quarter, and he absolutely played 
fantastic in the, in the fourth quarter and overtime when he had a game, a game clinching block. So obviously Anthony Davis is going to be able to play uh, solid at that kind of level, even if he's sick, but I mean, Miami, they're one of the better teams in the Eastern conference. So I don't mind uh, the Miami bet as well. Okay. Well, uh, you know, obviously I'm not known as an NBA guy because I'm, I'm not an NBA guy, but I do have uh, a bet in the bet tracker uh, on this game and uh whatever i'll just give it away it doesn't matter because my my opinion on this is worthless i'm i'm totally betting against the lakers on this one i'm i'm with you i'm on the heat the lakers uh no lebron it's i mean they haven't been good to this point in the year anyway they're like very much in like djaf we're just like getting into the season and trying to work our way into shape and figure out how our team works without injuring ourselves whereas the heat are actually trying to compete for the number one spot in their conference, you know, and the Lakers, they have not done a good job against the spread this year. I believe they are three and eight against the spread. Uh, I believe two and six against the spread at home where I don't think they have a home court advantage at all. Uh, And they're one and three against the spread against teams that actually have a 500 record or better. Like the Lakers just do not feel like a team that has it together right now. And if I can bet against them uh, at anything, I'd say like under five points, then I will probably do that. Um, I'm curious. We've talked about sides. Do you have any thoughts on the totals for this slate? Minnesota and Golden State, they have the highest total at 221 and a half. The Warriors, I mean, you know, back to being the best team in the NBA, but they're playing some defense sort of relative to what we've seen uh you know when they were like the best team in the league just lighting it up on offense not as strong on defense now they're actually pretty good on defense what are your thoughts on the total uh yeah so both teams have actually been playing above last year's level in defense uh golden state number one in defensive efficiency minnesota's 16th in defensive efficiency but throughout the first three games they were top five which was a bit strange because they were bottom five last season uh, and it was kind of a, a running joke because Anthony Edwards after I believe it was the second game came out and, and did an interview per Anthony Edwards usual standard and, and it was hilarious and he threw in some some cuss words there and he said that they're the best defensive team in basketball and they were for the first couple of games now that they've dropped down to 16th in defensive efficiency but with both teams playing solid defense I think that is potentially interesting however both teams are top 10 in terms of pace and overall possessions per game as well. So I think if I had to lean here with both teams playing such a such a fast pace right now and you know kind of putting a, an accent on getting as many possessions as possible, and obviously we know what the Warriors are going to do. They're going to run and gun and shoot all those threes. Um, so I would actually lean the over here. Okay. What do you think about the Warriors so far this year? They don't have Klay Thompson back yet. It's a very different team than what it was when they were winning championships does this does this feel like a team that is like quote unquote back um, from the injuries that they've had the past few years? Uh, it sure does. I mean, it, it's hard to not feel that way with how they've been playing. Um, you know, even in that game against Atlanta, when they got off to a, a rough start, they were down I think to, uh, fourteen or fifteen points at one point. They ended up coming back and winning by I think it was thirteen, but they were up at by twenty at one point. So even when they find themselves. Uh, potentially not playing their best brand of basketball and uh, struggling a bit, they still end up 
end up dominating a team like Atlanta, who's been pretty good this year. And you mentioned it. They've been winning games with defense as much as offense. Uh, they've been very good on the defensive end. And, you know, they, they're not quite the same team that was winning those championships because they don't have Kevin Durant. But they're, they're not that far off. You know, once they get Clay back, they're not that far off from that first championship team um, prior to Durant joining. So a lot of a lot of secondary pieces that I think are, are pretty good assets. Guys like Otto Porter Jr., who we haven't really seen a lot of. He did have a good game in that game against Atlanta. But Iguodala is some of that I think can be valuable in the playoffs. I think Bielitsa has a very um, particular set of skills, not to, not to quote taken or anything, but um, Bielitsa is a, a very good defender in terms of being big and, and being able to guard other positions. And he's a good passer as well. So he's kind of like a, an off-brand Draymond Green, actually, who's not, not quite as good of a defender as Draymond, but he can step in and fill that kind of role. And then obviously you have Steph, and, and when Clay returns, you'll, you'll have two of the best, if not the two best, three-point shooters in NBA history to go along with Draymond who's going to be able to kind of facilitate and, and lead the offense there at times. And then you have the emergence of Jordan Poole, who's just been fantastic this year uh, at getting his own shots. A big thing for Jordan Poole was he wasn't able to create his own shots. Uh, and that was the thing for him in college as well. When he went to uh, Michigan, he was a very good shooter, but oftentimes struggling to create his own shots. And that hasn't really been a, a big problem for him this year. He's done a good job attacking the basket and scoring whenever he really wants. So uh, him emerging as their secondary scorer, and obviously he'll be their, their third man there when Clay comes back, I think is a huge uh, boost to this team. Okay. I'm curious. You know, this is the degenerate sports betting show. So people love to bet on underdogs. I'm wondering, especially on the money line, if there are any underdogs in this really big NBA slate, uh, any underdogs that stand out to you where you think, okay, you know, if things break a certain way, this team that is, you know, plus 150, maybe even plus 130, it can be a shorter underdog, but a team that you feel has a really good chance of winning this game tonight. Uh, yeah, so I, I did kind of mention the Pistons. They're plus 130 on DraftKings right now, so I think they would be my first lean. But uh, my, my second one would probably be the Charlotte Hornets here. Um, they, I mean, they just have an, another team that's just super deep. Uh, Memphis has been playing very uh, solid as well, but they don't, they're don't. they not at full strength right now. No Dylan Brooks. Uh, John Morant's been you know, kind of like the Luka situation where he's been keeping this team afloat by just playing incredible basketball all season long. And I do think they have some secondary pieces there, but – I, I do think I like Charlotte to win this game at plus 155. That's all, that's over on DraftKings. I haven't shopped around other sites yet, but uh, Charlotte's a team that I, I have my eye on. Okay. I normally don't ask about player props this early in the day because I, I know that a lot can change as we get closer to tip-off. But you know, there are probably some games where the, the situation seems pretty stable uh, in terms of the projectable minutes. So if you have had a chance to look at the player prop market so far. Are there any potential bets that stand out to you? Uh, yeah, so the the first one actually comes from that Charlotte game, and it's it's kind of a weird bet. Uh, it's probably not, you know, probably not a household name, but Cody Martin is actually one half of the Martin twins who are no longer both on Charlotte. One is now on Miami, but Cody Martin's been playing 24, 25 minutes most games, and he has had some, uh, some upside to play more at times. This is a... a, a game total with 226 and a half uh, and the line is six and a half points for Cody Martin so I like the over there um, my model has him for almost 10 I have him at nine and a half so he's one that stands out for me uh, and then it's going to depend on some potential news in in Phoenix for DeAndre Ayton I haven't seen any official word if he's ruled out or not yet uh, but they did rule him out early 
last game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him out. So if he is out, I think shopping around for some JaVale McGee props makes some sense. His, his, uh, he hasn't necessarily been a great scorer with uh, DeAndre Ayton out so far, but the, the current line's eight and a half. My model has him at 12 and a half with eight and out. So that's a number that I like as well. Ooh, that's, that's fantastic. What do you think the odds are that Ayton is out? Um, I, I would say probably 70, 30 that he's out. I mean, it does seem like it's a, oh, actually he was already, yeah, he's been ruled out already. He got ruled out. So he's officially out. So there's no okay. even, so I'm going to say hundred <laughs> percent. Great. So yeah. So people should be betting this now. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that also means that the line's probably not going to move either. I think it's going to be pretty, it's, there's no news to adjust to it. So uh, mm-hmm. there's actually a couple of bets that the model is looking at for JaVale McGee. Uh, his assist line is is a half an assist. So if he gets one assist, I don't love betting that because someone can just fall into one assist, but my model has him at like 0.2 assist. Uh, so that's something that is also there if you wanted it, but just to talk about McGee a little bit more, but the points number is kind of what I've been looking at tonight or for tonight. He's at eight and a half right now. I have him at 12 and a half. So, you know, a four point margin there. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a kind of big picture question. How is it that you sort through uh, player props to see? Because it like, especially on a big slate like this, like it can take a long time to go through player props and see where it is that you have an edge. And like for you, it's easier because you have a model. For me, I don't have a model. I'm just like looking at player props. How do you think it is best for someone? who doesn't have a model, anything like that, but who wants to bet on player props because it is an exploitable market, Who someone who wants to bet on player props to do it in a time-efficient manner. Uh, yeah, that's that's very tough. Um, before before I had the model, and even when I had the model, but I didn't have sports betting, I, I, I don't know how I would have been able to do it, really. Uh, I think it'd be very tough. What I do now is I I plug the, the, the odds and the lines in from... Uh, whatever book I'm using, paste it into the Excel. I have a, a format that looks up the difference between the projection and the line, and then it spits out a, a number, a different, a differential between the bets. And we actually are trying to bring something like that to FTNBets.com. We're working on having our projections automated through the site, and then they will uh, eventually compare those numbers to sportsbooks uh, prop lines. So hopefully by you know, sometime this season we'll have that up and up and running at FTN Bet, so that way people can use that because I, I think that is the best way. And I th- I think if you weren't using that, you would have to have a really good feel for where players are projected or, or where you would kind of have in, in your mind where they'd be falling, and then try to run through the props because if you're you know if you're looking at each player's numbers, I, I feel like it's so easy to to get lost in all these all these names. Like even if it was you know, an eight game slate, there's just so many names and so many numbers. Now we have a massive 13 game slate. So I, I feel like it's it's very tough to do it without having a good sense of these projections or at least a good sense of where you think players are going to, uh, to end up tonight. All right, Kyle, fantastic stuff. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Every day you do the optimal, which is the daily fantasy show where you're looking at the, I'd say state of the art optimizer that we have at FTN Daily. You know, kind of looking back at some of the previous slates, especially like if we're thinking about NFL, looking ahead to the upcoming slates that we have, what are some things about the optimizer that you would want people to know? Yeah, so I, I think the best thing that I like to use it for, like a lot of people ask me questions on how I 
particularly use the optimizer. And and the best thing is the flexibility of the kind of player that you can be and still use the optimizer. Um, like for example, for sports like NFL and, and, and MLB, I like to, to run out a lot of 150 builds and all that stuff. But for NBA, there are a lot of nights where I just want to do one lineup. Uh, like last night, I was a one lineup play uh, and you can still use the optimizer in a great uh, fashion that way. But there's just so many different features and settings that allow you to either, you know, we've dealt with some uh, optimizers in the past that kind of do do things strongly in, in one sense for a player if they want to be uh, super kind of hands off and let the optimizer do the trick or be super in depth. But for this optimizer, you can it's a, it's a really nice balance between giving you uh, features that you can be highly customized, highly customizing certain things like stacking, uh, like player groupings exposures and all that stuff so lots of tools and, and features within the optimizer that allow you to to give your personal touch on the lineups that will you know kind of be felt throughout the uh the build all right awesome stuff uh anything else that you want to plug about the work that you are doing at ftn bets or ftn daily uh, i'll have a lot of the prop bets in the in the bet tracker later up uh probably in the next couple of hours so check out the bet tracker it's been a slow start to the year uh i had a couple of pretty bad nights early on but uh it's been a, a strong run ever since then had a couple of bad beats last night but we're looking to keep the role going uh here in the bet tracker for the nba side of things and then if you're interested in checking out anything on the ftn daily side we have the new gold package which uh kind of incorporates a lot of our secondary sports uh, all the college sports tennis nascar so i would highly recommend checking that out as well because we have college basketball that uh, i've been playing last night and even last year and did really well i don't know i don't know anything about college basketball so it's always fun to just play a sport that you don't know anything about and have success and it's uh it's definitely uh definitely breathtaking all right and uh i if i have time which i probably won't but if i have time i will uh try to dig through the nba player prop market and put some props in there because i actually i have done well using your projections uh the the master teaching the student here uh, i actually i have done well betting props this year 35 and 21 up 14.3 units betting props and then the the one side i i've bet this year winner so you know it's it's just over here crush season on nba and then uh getting killed on nfl which is uh very typical for how things like this go all right kyle i very much appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and uh, we're going to let you go. Producer Tom is going to come on. We're going to talk about you behind your back. Uh, have, have a great day, Kyle. Thanks, I appreciate it. All right. That was awesome. Producer Tom, come on and jump on here. It's Thomas Viola, sidekick on the controls, connoisseur pasta, yada, yada, yada. Uh, long-suffering Jets fan. Tom, uh, great job getting another guest here. Uh, I thought Kyle was fantastic. Anything that he said to you about tonight's massive 13 game slate anything that he said kind of stand out to you in terms of that was interesting i think i might bet this um i mean i am really curious about the warriors i mean that's kind of again i'm like you i'm not a huge nba guy but I, they've been covering some ridiculous spreads so far seven and a half versus minnesota the timberwolves are not very good they're bad yeah like yes. As long like obviously with the lineups, you have to wait and make sure that everybody's playing. But they've been the best team in the league so far, and I think that's going to continue. Yeah, and Minnesota two and seven against the spread. That calls yeah. to me. That's that's the kind of team I want to bet against. This is our kind of game. Yes. So uh, that that is something that I will be taking a look at. 
All right. Uh, tomorrow, Tom, we will be back to normal NFL programming. But uh, you've been on a hot streak getting some fantastic guests for the past two days. So uh, very much have enjoyed those conversations. Now, we do have some giveaways. I say some giveaways. We have a giveaway mm-hmm. uh, for an FTN subscription. Tell the good people how it is that they can get that. Well, it might be a giveaway, but it's the gift that keeps on giving. So there you go. That was a good one. Yes. There you go. So if you want to win your own FTN subscription, all you have to do is go onto the podcast platform of your choice. Screenshot your five-star rating of both our show, The Degenerate Sports Betting Show, and our other show, The Friedman Fantasy Football Show. Screenshot those, head over to Twitter, and tag myself at TV at work to be entered to win the subscription. It's that easy. That's all you have to do, but you have to do it by Friday. Well, by Saturday. Because Friday is the last show where it's going to be eligible. You have to do it by then. It takes two minutes. It is so helpful to us in terms of getting more ratings and getting higher up on those podcast ranks. And please tell your friends about the show. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, and share. Help us get even bigger. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to add something to this contest, the spur of the moment. If you text a friend of yours, hey, I want to tell you about these shows that you should listen to. And, uh, you know, subscribe on the, the Apple Podcast app, whatever podcast app you listen to. And then if you screenshot that and send it to Tom, then we will give you like an extra entry into yes. this giveaway. So for every person that you text, and then screenshot and tag Tom with, we will give you an extra entry in the giveaway. Okay. There we go. Like, you have to be pounding the streets, telling people that they need to listen to our two shows. Tom, I have a question. Side note. On a scale of one to 10, how egotistical do you think it was for me to call the show the Friedman Fantasy Football Show? I mean, you've got the name brand recognition. You've got the Twitter following. And like, it's not like this is the Friedman and Tom fantasy football show. It's your show. Like, I feel like it's warranted and it rolls off the tongue. Okay, good. That was the that was the correct answer. Uh, that, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. That was that was the wise answer. Flattery always goes far, uh, especially with someone who would name his show after himself. All right. I know how uh, to play the game. Yes, you, you do know how to play the game. All right, that is the show. You can find all of my work at FTN on Friday. I publish the fantasy football breakdown. And no promises. I might get that piece out a little bit early this week. We will see. So anyway, on Friday, the fantasy football breakdown. On Thursday, the best bets article. On Tuesday, my fantasy football rankings, which I update on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, all throughout the week, in the FTN Bets tracker, I'm putting in my NFL size totals and player props. Sometimes some NBA bets. We'll see if I put any NBA player props in there today. I already have. Again, I, I already put it out there. I already have in the bet tracker my bet against the Los Angeles Lakers. And on Twitter, on YouTube, on, on your favorite podcast app, and on FTN, you can get daily episodes of the Freeman Fantasy Football Show and the Degenerate Sports Betting Show. And always, Use the highly original promo code FREEDMAN for 20% off at FTN. All right, that is the show. You can find me, Tommy V, on Twitter at MattFTheOracle and TV at work. Thanks for joining us and see you next episode. Be 
Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. Become a Walmart Plus member and be the first in line to shop the hottest online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else. So yeah, Walmart Plus helps you get the gift. The first one your kid wrote on their list like five months ago. The gift that if you could just get your hands on it will make this holiday the best holiday ever. Yeah, that gift. Become a Walmart Plus member at walmartplus.com and be the first to shop online Black Friday deals four hours before everyone else with early access. Not available to trial members while supplies last. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.